This week in league, the Melbourne Storm's premiership hopes would still be unbroken if Nathan Friend didn't tuck his head, said Cameron Smith, probably. We preview the first annual Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup clash. Queensland police say ICE is involved in Broncos robberies. Justin Hodges' hamstring suspected. And we preview all of the action for round 19 of the 2015 NRL season. All that and more this week in league. Welcome to episode 197 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jared. So, special guest host this week at Jar TV, Jared, long time uh, friend of the show. Yeah, long time listener. Long time listener, first time uh, co host. The co hosts are stacking up though, I must say. The commitment of Glenn Blakely to this fucking show <laughs> is severely <laughs> under question. <laughs> oh, so I think it's only natural nature's run its course and evolution will find a way and there's finally two beards back in the host chairs it's true it's true glorious beard and uh and i like the haircut as well yeah he's not a massive fan of when they you know with the disconnected you know with the 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 clipper down the part he's not he's not a fan of that oh mate no i'll tell you hopelessly clinging to youth i walk into the hairdresser and say give me what all the cool kids are having (laughs) how do you and how do you feel about um macca's coffee mate um Look, given it is this week in, in coffee... <laughs> um, He's reaching down to a bag here. I've, I've actually bought something for us. <sighs> oh, here we go. Well, uh, firstly, thank you, thank you. We, I, have a, I have an iced coffee in front of me now. Further context, though, it's, it's, an, it's an oak iced coffee. It's not just <coughs> iced coffee. It's an oak, it's oak, oak iced, iced coffee. coffee. Uh, oak being the major sponsors of the Mighty Mighty Penrith Panthers. Yes, and of um, course, you being a Penrith supporter. Yes. Born in Penrith. Born in Penrith. How long did you live in Penrith for? Uh, well, how long? Uh, yeah, okay, so... Oh, uh, look, uh, I was born uh, and then we moved out to rural New South Wales, grew mm-hmm. up uh, in and around Cootamundra, yep. uh, and then moved back there when I was ready for school. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, my parents thought that I deserved beatings at school, <laughs> uh, so it took me back to the area. <laughs> um, but uh, then, funnily enough, moved out uh, Campbelltown way, yep. so Westie through and through. Okay, so high school... Uh, yeah, I went to high school in uh, Glenfield. Yeah. Um, so caught the train every day through the, the gauntlet that was uh, Lumia through to Macquarie Fields. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, dodging bottles. And so how'd you end up here? Uh, we, we came up to Queensland uh, 99. Okay. Uh, what, what age was that roughly? Uh, like how long after school? Like right after school? Was I 99? No, no, no. I did, uh, I did uh, the end of school up here. Okay. So I would have been 18. All right. So, um, so basically, what we're what we're establishing here is that you're in New South Wales as long, if not longer, than, uh, well, actually, probably a little bit less than Glenn. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Just quickly, state of origin. Who do you support? To put some context around that answer, um, I can <laughs> can read. Yeah. Uh, I've been lucky enough that my parents have supplied me with dictionaries yep. for most of my youth and I understand the, the meaning of the word origin yeah uh, so being from New South Wales that being my origin I support New South Wales excellent now um, I noticed that um, nothing nothing on that desk there is particularly perturbing you at all no no the okay. uh, the, the little desk figures are, are cute because um, yeah, uh, basically Glenn uh, each week or for the three or four weeks I've had him Twisty on Twisty the clown on the end there. He, yep, gets, yep. he gets picked up and put over on that shelf, facing away from Glenn, where he can't see him in his peripheral vision. 
<laughs> He's terrified of it. Three inch high little thing. Maybe um, if we can get enough people to throw in some sponsorship money, we uh, might need to get to Big G some hypnotherapy. Yeah. Obviously, there may be some <laughs> repressed memories of clowns yep. Uh, yep. That, that he doesn't know about. So, so um, let's think of something like, like uh, what movie would the quote like, uh, you know, I ain't got time to bleed. What would that be out of? That's out of Predator. Okay, cool. All right, what about um, something like Royal Cheese? Well, that was Pulp Fiction. Okay, that's a bad example because that's one that Glenn actually has that, seen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sweep the leg, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Barry Schrader. Okay, so what we've established here, you are far fucking overqualified for, for the co-host. <laughs> Just to relieve Glenn. <laughs> far overqualified. Um, so, as always, welcome to the new listeners. Onward and upward every week as we deal with the aftermath of the brutal podcast wars of the last couple of weeks <laughs> podcast wars the podcast wars it was a, it was it was the best of times it was the worst of times best of times for us worst of times for everyone else now going back to the uh, mailbag as we traditionally do shunter 86 the legendary shunter quick shout out to my uncle not a listener but i've just found out that he's servicing a few women of the borough hash glory glory <laughs> And uh, my commiserations to your family, your uncle's dying of AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> he may not know it yet. <laughs> it's a matter of time. Uh, at Trent Slats. I can't believe Penrith used the funds from Rice for Shunter Round to sign to Murray Martin. What a rot. We're going to get into that in the, in the news. In the news uh, it, we will. Briefly, but, yeah. um, look, that's why I've... Supp- I'm yeah. sure you'll have an opinion on it, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've bought the oak along tonight. Um, every Every... Box of oak solds another fifty cents that Gus will get in the kitties. So, <laughs> another so another, help, help another West Tigers junior. That's it. <laughs> uh, MJ Eagle twenty three. Uh, Matt King seems very stressed and can't get over the DCE backflip. Do you guys have any advice for him? Did you see the article? Matt King. Matt King of all people. He's coming to go. Like, oh, I just can't. I can't believe. It. I'm never. You know, I can't trust anything he says again. It's. Um, you know, I'm still not over. It. I'm very. I'm still very angry at it. To be perfectly honest. Matt King. Didn't Matt King used to be a garbage man? Yeah. How many garbage men are stressed? Yeah, well... Realistically... He's not stressed over, like, haircuts. Yeah, no, yeah, no that, doesn't, that doesn't stress him. Um, playing for playing for the Melbourne Storm didn't stress him. When did he fuck off from the Storm? Do you remember? What year? I'm just wondering if he has a legit premiership to his name. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't think he would. He was gone. He was, he was well and truly. He was in England by 2012, right? It was wasn't it the same year as the little guy a brother? Uh well that's fucking ages ago. Or did he hang around for a couple after that with injuries and a couple of games a year gallon style? Yeah. Basically the the, the 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 real point is Matt King should just shut the fuck up. I mean he's he, I don't even fucking know what he's doing now to be honest. I mean, does he live on the Gold Coast? Is he associated with the Gold Coast Club? Either way, just shut the fuck up, mate. I mean, get over it. Look, that's it, that's the only advice I have. I mean fucking you know, polish your fucking asterisk premiership rings if you still have them, if you haven't hocked them for fucking coke or whatever you do in your spare time. Yeah, I, I, I think Matt King should should definitely try and, and find another way to uh, appease the obvious loss in his life that is being the centre of attention mm-hmm. um, than commenting on news stories that are three or four weeks old. Yeah, pretty much now especially, like after the, the big confrontation and everything, Monday night, 
I think it should be pretty much done and dusted. But you know, he's Matt King, back and you know, getting himself back in the press. Well, you know, what is it? Is he sitting at home with his little? magic eight ball that he's cut out a picture of dce's face and stuck on there and he asks him for advice on the pertinent questions in his life What's what is this, being uh, able to trust anything that dce says it's doing? just so fucking random though that it's like yeah matt king i mean it's not even like a usual dialer quote like you know tommy radonicus or fucking you know radonicus finger dialer quotes is that his function on wednesday before the origin down at the Pink and Bar Hotel of all places. Now, I mean, if you're in Brisbane, you know the Pink and Bar is an industrial area. The Pink and Bar Hotel's fucking. There's like four blocks worth of houses, a pub, and then just industry. Like, there's a fucking sewage treatment plant down down the road. The the airport is down, you know, mm. the other way. Like, and, and just fucking industry. Like, honestly, it's 10k's from the CBD. It's prime fucking. If it was for all the industrial shit. You can get like a house block, like a fucking acre for a house. It'd probably cost you nothing, and your ten k from the CBD would be magnificent if you if you want to raise your family amongst fumes. But um, this obviously this these functions are, are set up there because um, they get loose. And this was actually a like a reunion for the first ever Origin game, and they had a fucking lot of players there. They had probably twenty of the players, so I mean, not all of them. But they had a good, they had a good amount of them. Um, guys like you know, some, like Tommy Rodonikas was there, Wally Wanker, um, yep, Chris Anderson, Steve Edge, uh, fucking uh, Graham Eady, Kerry Bostead, loads of fucking players, mm. and um, they they bring them up two by two, you know, usually, and the first two to come up, obviously, you know, when you have got that kind of crowd assembled, first two, Wally and Tommy. And there's some good stories, some quality stories there from Tommy Rodonikus, loose, loose fucking unit, as you expect. And they, as they, they were going through like memory lane, talking about stories because they also sort of butted heads in the in the Queensland competition as well. Like, because then Tommy came up to, to yep. you know, play for Ipswich and stuff, yep. and and he was very big at Ipswich, and and Wally was winner manly. You were saying that the first time that they played each other, Wally walks up, shake his hand, and Tommy Rodonikus just spits on the ground. So they like, <laughs> shake hands with fucking Queenslanders. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently the Ipswich crowd started bottling Wally and pelting, sh- pelting shit at him, and he complained to the QRL about it. And then they built the, the they they fenced in and tunneled in the the, the tunnel the players Seriously? tunnel at Ipswich, yeah, and uh, yeah, because of Wally, God. they called it they, they called it the Wally Walk or something like that. How does that? I, uh, I I actually owe Tommy Rodonicus a, a small debt of gratitude. Yeah. Uh, growing up on the the main streets of Campbelltown. My uh, my mother tried to make a buck working in the the Westpac in Queen Street. I had no fucking Campbell idea town. where that st- sentence was going. <laughs> <laughs> He's my dad. <laughs> but there was a uh, a situation where there was a customer in the bank becoming quite irate because it uh, they didn't have enough money and yep. and my mother wouldn't let them withdraw money they didn't have. Yep. Uh, and they started to get aggressive and started screaming out, uh, you better help me, you better help me, I'm schizophrenic. Um, out of the line pops Tommy Rodonicus at nine in the morning yeah. without his false teeth in yeah. <laughs> and says, maybe the account with money's in another name, love. <laughs> Diffuse the entire situation. <laughs> I was able to go. So, Tommy, I know you're a listener of the show. I can feel it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he should be. He should be. And the, the only problem is, I wanted to get up and, and and just and try and get a moment with him and just get him, just ask him about state traders and just tell him a clean story and then hit record and just say, give, give, some, give some choice words. <laughs> but I didn't get the opportunity, unfortunately. But um, this funny, like Steve Edge was the funniest guy, man. Like I, I never knew he had it in him. He was fucking. He's just a dollar quote, like entertaining guy. Um, but uh, 
Colin Scott was there, and he was he was pretty funny. And like Wally had gone at this stage because Wally was you know one of the guys in the commentary team yeah, for the game, so he left he left fairly early after he had his his little say. But um, the Colin Scott was saying that uh, like pretty honest, and like yeah, I, I wasn't very good under the high ball. <laughs> And, and every time, every time they'd get, every time a bomb would go up, he'd hear Wally be like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and, then, and then there was one time he said, um, "Steve Morton makes a break. He's one on one with Colin Scott. He's got to pick which way to go." And and in the end, Morton would grab it between his legs, went around, picked it up, scored. And he's just and Wally's just like, he's like, "You black sea!" And he's, he's just going, "Fuck you!" And and then after the match, Colin Scott goes up to him and goes, "Look." Well, Wally, I'm 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 really sorry about that, Troy. Steve Morton, I, sh- I, sh- I should have closed my legs. And he goes, "No, nah, mate, no, nah, mate, you shouldn't have closed your legs. Your fucking mother should have." <laughs> so Wally, Wally, cold as ice, man. Um, oh, lovely. But um, I was just fucked. Yeah, and then they, when they when they came down to the Tommy and Wally segment, because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of players. So they had like players being interviewed by the MC the whole time, and auctions and shit, and then you know titty girls and the rest of it like these functions do. But um. At the end, they said, like, yeah, who, they always ask the players, who do you think is going to win? And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a close game. Shows what you fucking know, legends. Yeah, yep. Um But then he said, uh, and Tommy, that was when asked about the, the how he thought the game would go, he said, the New South Wales have got an excellent forward pack. And um, they've got, and um, they've got those fucking halves. And then they went on and he's talking about something else. And he goes, and he came back to it and he goes, and um, they got an, they got an amazing back line. They've got an awesome back line, except for those fucking halves. Yeah. <laughs> so Tommy, you called it, mate. Yep. I mean, you know, grudge or grudge or no grudge, you called it, mate. He's and, a man uh, of the people. He's a man of the people, and uh, and he might he might go full gronk a lot of the time, but clearly he's the only one that saw game three. Yeah, for the way it could be. Yep. Now, um, Tater Chips, Tater underscore Chips. You guys are my soundtrack at work today. You're funny, entertaining, and even appear to know what you're talking about. Hash, who knew? Thanks, dear. Berkeley underscore Eagle. Said brothers switched at birth, and I don't know if you saw. I have to show you on the phone. The um sent a picture through. This was taken. <laughs> it was a picture taken on Monday night. It was actually a picture I took on Monday night. Um, a selfie of a bunch of Manly fans. I think they 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 sort of gave me the phone like take a picture of us, and I was like, fucking expert. <laughs> took a selfie of everyone, but then it's like yeah, separate. You know, brothers or separated at birth, and it was a picture of me taken from that selfie next to Felitti Matteo. So. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, apparently, and um, just for just for listeners of the show, I mean, you know, you know how we feel about the about the footy show and shit. But um, I may be on the footy show because they are the, one of, one of wow. the manly, one of the manly fans did say, "Look, do you want you know, do you mind if I send it through as a uh, as a, like a as a lookalike thing?" I said, "Look, you can send it in, but you've got to say it's Nate from this week in league, so we get a fucking shout out." <laughs> so the actual name of the show nice. is said on the footy show, so. I'll have to try and find it, but um, yeah, very interesting. And um, so now with my Twitter name, as you can, or my my Twitter display name at the moment is uh, White Mateo, and that's why. There you go. Because I'm, I'm the White Fellini Mateo, apparently. Um, where are we? Uh, Lynn Shields at Lynn Shields. So uh, she sent us a picture. Front page of the Daily Telegraph website, and there was a picture of um, it was taken from the Fox Sports coverage of the Manly game on Monday night, and we had um. I had the run, DS, the run DCE shirts. I was wearing one, and I took about eight down to people who'd bought them and said they were going to be the Titans game. So um, I took them down to them. And so you had um, Kylie 
holding up a run DCE shirt next to some banners like they said you know thanks thanks Titans DCE DCE for life. for life whatever yeah and then you had Kylie and then you could see depending on the footage there's one with me with the rest fault scarf and then there's and then the one on Fox Sports was just like half my arm and you can see like the, the, the green and uh, green yellow scarf so um, we're getting the scarves on there at the ground there were out of the 300 people in attendance at that game we had five rest fault scarves there I was sitting next to two of them, and um, and another guy, uh, Earthboy75 on Twitter, he came down and introduced himself uh, at some point through the game, and uh, there was another one floating around there as well that he spoke to, which I think was Norts, and he um, he's a coasty guy, but he's working, I think, in the mines or something in Perth at the moment, and he flew over and bought his membership stuff over, because I remember oh. posting it to Perth, and then um, he bought his membership stuff over for the Titans game to watch his team get smashed. And he's just too shy to come down and talk to old Nate Dog, though. You you know what you guys need? You need some sort of hand signal. Because if there is one thing... (laughs) What sort of hand signal? If there is one thing rugby league fans love... Yeah. It's a stupid hand signal. Oh, you like 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 that's gold? Like that's gold. Well, see, that's the thing. That's gold. When was Chief last on the footy show? That's an excellent question. When when did I last watch the footy show? It's probably more... Exactly. Probably when Chief was on it, so I don't know. And you pan around at a game now, and there are still Gronks throwing out the That's Gold. Speaking of said Gronks, Kylie, who had the, the Run DCE shirt, I think at the Gold Coast Airport, there's like an Instagram frame, like a big cutout, and you know, you sort of stand in the frame yeah. and you know, take a selfie. Doing that's gold. <laughs> so it's funny. It's, See, it's funny. It's, it's funny you mentioned it. There's, you a, there's a run DCE DZ, shirt. I'm immediately to the to her left. Now hang so, on. Um, that. Hang yep. on. Give me a look at that. That would have been. Yeah. That that was on the. Uh, yeah, and the it was, highlights it was at the very, well. It was at the very start because yep. um the when when we got there. They'd actually spoken to the cameraman, the Fox Sports guy was on the on the, the corner of the you know the corner of the field in in the de- Indian goal area. Yeah, that's and he's like, and he said, yeah, I'm going to turn around and when the players run out, I'm going to turn around and film these guys. So yeah, so that actually came from the um the, the Fox coverage. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, we're taking over everywhere with the with the scarves, and uh, what we got here, we got um Mitch Doyle thirteen, another one of the Mitches, another Mitch Doyle at that. He sent us a tweet saying, enjoying a 3am Jaeger with a kangaroo and potential cheerleader of the year. Sent a photo through. Digital f- obstruction all over the either side of him. Really? Yeah. So if it's a potential cheerleader, I think he's down to Sharkiesville. So if it's cheerleader of the year, it's probably whoever the, the shark is, the Sharkies chick that's a contender for the, the run home on that. How, ma- how many Jaegers had he had before his 3am Jaeger? I don't know, I think he works there. So he's like, I said, fucking... Don't, if you send us a digital, digitized, digitally yeah. altered pic, I mean, it may as well be a Saguna story because then it could be fucking anybody on either side of you. And he's like, yeah, but I like it. I like having, you know, the players and stuff come to where I work. So I'm not going to, yeah. All right. Cool story, Saguna. Yep. Nah, pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. Proper pics. Unblurred pics. At least DM the pic to us. I mean, it's not going to blast it out there, but at least get a certificate of authenticity on that shit. <laughs> the, the amount of stuff that I have DM'd to this man that hasn't made the light of day, it's either because he's incredibly trustworthy yeah. or because the content of what I tend to DM him isn't fit for the rest of the world to see. But I'll vouch for his ability to keep a DM yeah. a DM. Yeah. Shutter 86, good timing. Get to here at Jar TV. Celebrate the Tamari Martin signing rather than gl- force Glenn to lay the slipper into the West Tigers again. Look, I've always said that, um, you know, Penrith fans are... 
attractive, intelligent, uh, wonderful people. Not um, the strongest ankled people. If you're going to be, if you're going to be real, uh, may, may I point you in the direction of a certain man named Stephen Hawking? Does he need to walk around? He's the greatest mind in the world. <laughs> fair, fair. You know, and we might be looking at mind number two, right here with Shanta. Yeah, maybe. But um, oh my God, that's the Felitti shot. <laughs> that's the one they put together. Holy hell! <laughs> White Felitti. Yeah. There you go. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, basically um, you're saying it's okay for Shannon to have biscuit legs because he's he's going to un- unravel some amazing fucking quantum theory. You just wait. Scientific shit. You just wait. Okay. You just wait. But right. uh, but no, I'm I'm actually very excited to uh, to talk about um, the recent signings at Penrith. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that later on in the Shortly. news. Shortly, yes. Mister Underscore Wars, a man you know very well. A man I know and love. Yeah. In the how most you, how, non-platonic how, way. How long do you? How far do you go back? Um, it would have been ninety-nine. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Was it school? Yep. 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 There you go. Yep. Yep. Through many misadventures and mm-hmm. uh, documentary appearances, and <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Long-term listeners of the show. I mean, this is like that. We're talking about the fucking OGs. If you remember back in the day when Mister Wars, aka Chris, was he Chris on the Chris. show? Yeah. <laughs> There was a documentary on... Was it ABC or SBS? No, it was um, it was a Foxtel one. Was it? Yeah. Fuck, this is... I'm, I'm getting shady on the facts. I think but, SBS bought it. Okay. Because SBS are in demand I'm for... trying to remember when... Dodgy. Where I saw it. But I mean, I saw it the day like that... Because, you know, you were giving us heads up. There's, you know, we were on this thing tonight. We threw know, a shout out to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there was it was a documentary about... Like, what would you say, like weird fetishes and stuff? No, it was, it was a documentary on uh, the wonder that is human sexuality. Yeah. Uh, but there was no one like, you know, yeah, I just fucking like to just get on top of my missus and just fucking... No, there was no, you know, vanilla lovers. No, no, it was, it was all like strange shit. And, and, the stra- yeah. and the strange shit that you, you two got... Did you use your name on that show? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. So, um, Sam under alias of Chris... Um, <laughs> Mr. Wars under alias of Chris. And the, basically the thing was... Your your guys' thing was finding the the most depraved sexual shit on on the internet and watching it and laughing about it, it together. It was. It started out as um, the there was something on on a website. It was a a click link. Yeah. That I clicked on, uh, and it was looking for this, that, and the other. And um, Sam and I had a lot of fun in uh, in drama classes together in in high school, goofing yeah. off and and mucking around wearing tights <laughs> yeah. stuffing stocks um, and we just decided to see how far we could take it so we yeah. wrote this wonderful application about um, what we <laughs> got up to in our spare time and all of a sudden they've contacted us yeah. <laughs> and it's come through and they paid us and yeah. how much did you get for that? I don't remember I don't was remember it, it was like, was like, like $200? put it this way it wasn't Affleck money no you know, it probably wasn't home and away money. Yeah. It probably wasn't the guy in the Oak commercial money. <laughs> um, you know. But, um, no, it it was a, a really weird day. And it's like you, t- you, you guys sitting next to each other, like, you know, giggling over an iPad. Like, yeah. <laughs> things um, like that. But it was the, the funniest thing. It, the, the guy who was the sound technician. Yeah. Um, I was living with some mates at the time and Sam came around and he was in our place and doing the mics and it was just 
you know, standing, holding a microphone yeah. all day, um, was an Oscar-winning uh, <laughs> sound engineer. <laughs> I forget, I forget the, the movie it was. It was some. I think it was like the Thin Blue Line or the Thin, oh, thin Red Blue Line, yeah. one of those okay. Thin Line movies, yeah, yeah. Uh, or something. This fucker had an Oscar in his house. And here he is, standing in my lounge room. Recording you two lying. Or listening you know, to stories. stories about... <laughs> it, uh, yeah. So, you know, like, people people who... Yeah, and, and, and what was that? How did you work in the This Week in League reference? I forgot what... We, we were on the Brisbane Eye. The Brisbane Eye had only just come out. Yeah. And that was one of the locations they'd chosen to yeah. film us having yeah. our... Uh, our chats, yeah. you know, so, um, you know, we're just normal guys who sit out in public and talk about <laughs> porno. Um, and the the line was something along, wow, you can see the whole city. Yeah, look over there. That's where Nathan Glenn would be recording this week in league. No, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it was, no, I don't it think was, it was that overt. No, it, no, was, it wasn't. there was something. Yeah. But they, um, but they cut half of it. Yeah. And so it only ended up, being the names, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. I tried so much product placement in that. I tried to have coffee out of my Panthers mug. I didn't, <laughs> all of that shit got cut. So. I, I, until you, until you fucking mentioned that, I, I totally forgotten about yeah. it. Yeah, those good times. But yeah, when what year was that? What year did the show come out? Uh, first one was the start of the 2010 season. Would have been close to year one or two. Yeah, yeah, early on in the piece. So there you go. Listen back to we. Well, actually, yeah. If I put those episodes online, yeah. Oh, it's going to come back to that again. Now, now you can't even listen about it. But look up the documentary. What was the documentary called? You remember? I don't remember. No. Um, oh, look, and I, I don't doubt people are that interested. We can find out. I'm going to find. I'll try and find the clip, and I mean, I'll see if I can find it online somewhere. I mean, because it was, if it ended up on like SBS or ABC or something, I mean, you never know. It might be on like an iView type deal. So, yeah, nice one. <laughs> Bring it up on demand. Look it up, and uh, you can see something that's you know tied into the into the, into the history of this weekend. <laughs> It's like the the Marvel universe. You've got the this week in league universe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, Shana again. Um, sorry, no, Mr. Wars. Sorry, but he started off Mr. Wars. We just started talking about him. Didn't actually use his tweet. Can we please rename all future Tigers versus Bronco games as the Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup? Look, I'll go you one better. We're going to name the episode about it. We mentioned it in the start, and yes, from now on, they will be the uh, Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup. Beady Dwyer. Did the West Tigers forfeit to the buy? I just noticed they're still last. Was Team Buy too strong for Team TMB? Was it was Team BYE too strong for Team TMB? Ah. Yes, they were. Mr. Wars again. Coincidence or planned? Glenn is not on this week in league this week, so he doesn't have to be recorded picking his new team to beat the Tigers. <laughs> true, true. I sh- what I should have done is actually texted Glenn and said, um, text me your tips for the week. And uh, actually, I'll do that uh, in a break-in recording and see what nice. by the end of the Very game, nice. see what see what sort of bullshit he has to say about um <laughs> about the Tigers game. Uh, Jay Steele, Tony Squires, referring to Austin as the Viking and the Achilles heel being the Achilles heel on the Triple M NRL podcast. The This Week in League fan and actually tagged Tony Squires in that, and it went back and forth. Tony Squires never actually replied, but um, appreciate you listening, Tony. You should give us a shout out because you're more famous than we are, mate. I mean, don't. You know, give a brother a hand up. Yeah, look at that. They need a guest host. I used to love that show that he used to. He used to have that sports show like on ABC, and it was good. And then he then he moved it over, and it was on like 
Channel 7 or something. Yeah. And then it had Rebecca Wilson on it, and fuck me. Then it went downhill. It had like Peter Wilkins and Rebecca Wilson, yep. and, and, and it wasn't as. It, the, the version that appeared on the commercial TV wasn't as good as the one that he had the, on the ABC. Yeah. And um, then it disappeared. So, and then he started listening to us and stealing our stuff. The Ibis, E Y E B I S. Thanks for picking me up on the Penrith Nerds slash Mitch Nerds mistake. Love your take on the McKinnon story too. Keep it up. Have to apologise to you, Ibis, because then we had a Pamphus AU, I think P A N F A S A U. Penrith Nerd, also named Mitch. I mean, he's like, oh, there is, there is, there is Mitches that go for, you know, Penrith Nerds that are Mitch. Well, you know, one doesn't, you know, you're the exception that proves the rule. But yeah, there is one Mitch, so you weren't completely wrong, Ibis. Ernie Oz, top show this week, boys. Great chat about Alex McKay. Lifting tackles should equal send-offs and long suspensions. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Nah. At what, yeah, it's, yeah. The problem is, like like half the things in rugby league that are fucked, is that there's so much room for interpretation that there's no... There's, well, the, well, not that... There's, there's no defined exact thing that happens that you go, okay, then that... Like, you can't, you know, if you lift the guy 10 centimetres off the ground, you can't send someone off for that. It has to be a certain amount, but how much? And like the referee, you know, unsighted in a different position to what another referee is. And, yep. you know, unless they can put like a, you know, a set square out there and go, yes, you've, oh dear, 90.01 degrees. You've gone over, mate. Yeah, look, I I think there is room for them to be a little bit stricter on that sort of stuff. Could definitely be stricter. You, know, you look at the shoulder charge as an example. They mm-hmm. came out and said the shoulder charge is banned. And for the first couple of rounds after they banned the shoulder charge, there were pseudo-shoulder charges yep. every single game. Until, yep. And the referees, it was something they focused on. Yep. For some reason, referees are really great when they're given specific instructions. I think something thing to monitor to the flavour of the month, yeah. That's it. Um, and now the shoulder charge is all but gone out of the game. Opinions aside, yeah. whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing that's that it was rubbed out, it's now pretty much rubbed out of the game. Yeah. I think if there was a, something brought in along the lines of you can't lift the legs, yeah. that doesn't take away from good driving tackles, mm-hmm. and they police it. If um, you can't lift by the legs, like so say you get, you've got the guy around the hips or something and you're sort of up and under and drive, yep. then that's okay, but it's actually hand between the legs. and Well, they'll, they'll penalise people for handling the ball all the time now. So I mean, Exactly. You know, handling the balls. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, the same thing. It's easy enough to see forward momentum in a tackle and, and driving in a tackle yep. than a stand still and One guy lift your back up. And, yep. Yeah. But um, they have, the other thing as well, with this, with, you brought up shoulder charge. I mean, it's still grey in that too because we had three weeks ago, Tafua and Matai fucking destroyed dudes and they're, they're the two tackles are, are named, you know, one and two greatest tackles of the season. Yep. The week after, Manly played Cronulla... Tafua does the exact same thing. Bell's a Cronulla player. Yep. Penalty shoulder charge. Yeah. Which, so, so just different referee, different, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, you know. DeLorean Gray. Not that I'm a state trader. Oh, great way to start a tweet. It is. That, that is the I'm not racist but mm-hmm. of tweets. But. <laughs> <laughs> when is the Queensland one in a row shirt out? I'm glad you mentioned that uh, DeLorean Gray. Wasn't going to do a one in a row shirt. I was thinking, just think Queensland fans can give the feedback on this one because I'm I'm quite happy to make any sh- any shirt that you guys want. But um, what was talked about on the night, like in the heat of the moment afterwards, was like to do like a nine in a row asterisk shirt, 
or something like that. And then people started going nine out of ten. I think, oh, that's a bit, you know, that's a bit ridiculous. But like, I mean, I think it's fitting. Yeah, you know, it keeps in fitting with the humour and everything of the one in a row thing. If you go nine in a row, asterisk. But I don't know if that's as like as, as obvious to like you know the mainstream people and as Queenslanders are dealing with as well. So you know. There's a little language barrier. If you so. if you do that, I'll personally buy one and mail it to Cam Smith and say you should understand what asterisks mean. <laughs> yeah, did you did you um did you know that when we, when I was clearing out some of the the last um fat sized um one in a row shirts uh on the the Twilly podcast a live one last year got an order through I said straight through from um from uh, Ben Pope the very good supporter of the show buys membership and everything every year. He's bought one. I'm like, oh, I've met you, man, at like the 2013 grand final or 2011 grand final. Like, you're not a fat dude. You this this shirt is going to be a fucking tent on you. But then I look at the delivery address. It's like Mal Meninga Care of Queens QRL. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go, fuck. Uh, you go, you, you're paying. You're going to pay $15 or $20 or whatever for trolling purposes. I salute that, and I, I send it in. That's the sensational. Didn't hear a thing about it. I'd love to know what became of it. Actually, I've got Mal's number. Should um, put a uh, tracking. I should I should just text him and go. Did you get a one in a row shirt? Should because if not, I will sue the QRL for not delivering the parcel to the intended recipient. That's a federal offence, isn't it? it? Yeah, maybe. Given everything I know, it about, should be. Yeah, everything I know about federal offences, I know from Law and Order. That's true. So no jurisdiction here. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get me stabler. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Queenslanders, um, feedback on the, on on which one you would like, because I'm I'm happy to make one. And once again, it'll just go on the standard sort of thing. If we can get 25, I can get it off the ground. Um, a special K online. Mrs. saw the credit card statement, asked me what my membership one was, because the line item I think is my business name. I couldn't be fucked explaining it to rugby league podcast, so I just said it's a brothel and walked off. <laughs> Not sure if she gets my humour. <laughs> Mister underscore wars again. He said the pleasure I get from passing stool while listening to This Week in League, is erotic. So much so, I tend to get wood while sitting and piss on the door. Sensational. We we get one of those, like, with his lockdown account, because he's so scared of head office. <sighs> we get one of those a week. I'd love to retweet them, but it just can't be done, unfortunately. Uh, you know, Sam's the Batman of Twitter. Yeah, because, I mean, Mr. During- Wars is so, so similar to his name. No, but, <laughs> you know, during the day... Yeah. He's just your your ordinary working citizen, but by night... Exceptionally skinny, sometimes bearded like Al-Qaeda, sometimes sometimes with a top knot. By night, he has an identity. <laughs> Not striking fear into the hearts of criminals, but he's striking fear into the hearts of... Vaginas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Singapore. <laughs> Whether natural-born vaginas or, or, or uh, surgically constructed. <laughs> Um, the rise for shunt around last week, I was blown away with the, the success and with the people, you know, with the put your biscuits out hashtag and, and we got so many people doing that. It was amazing. Even had, um, Gus Gould was asked by someone, you know, are you supporting, you know, the rise for shunt around and would, would, will the, the Panthers players be, you know, will there be a commemorative jersey for it? And he said, no, but they'll be wearing moon boots and cr- on crutches, which is funny because that's the way they played and as the game turned out. But, um, Ouch. just a couple, just a couple of, uh, of tweets about it. I mean, check out our timeline. We retweeted, I think, all the photos that were sent through of people putting their various biscuits out and I had uh, Tiger Benji, I think he put a little, he had a little snack and various people. Um, Hilgenfeld, obviously he's in San, in San Antonio, so he went the biscuits literally, <laughs> like, with, like instant, instant biscuits and then like a jar of gravy or something. Um, so many good ones. But I just want to give a special shout out to Big Shunter, at Shunt R, so S-H-U-N-T, 
capital R on Twitter and he sent one to us and said put out your biscuits hash put out your biscuits and it was his, his uh, like Hilux or some sort of yeah, some sort of ute with, with Chandra in the wheelchair outside of Sporting Bet Stadium at the time so he literally put the, he put the original biscuit out so well, well done to you Big Shunner. Um Jeremy underscore Jack uh he sent us a series of tweets that hope I'm not too late for the rise for Shunder round. I've been in hospital recovering from a broken arm. Just to make it worse, my mate who I got onto the podcast about a year ago is now calling me Biscuit Arms and I broke, <laughs> and I broke my arm playing for a team called the Wakehurst Tigers. Hash Tigers in decline. <laughs> Still loving the show since episode 47. Prashidic. Cheers, Jeremy. So, thank you, sir. <coughs> oh, come on, Gobby. I got, a, I got another another tweet from our, from from our, our friend at NRL CEO, and he just tweeted tonight just before we started recording, saying that um, thanks to thanks to the, the show and our Twitter account, he reconnected with Jeremy Jeremy Jack, who he went to school with like years ago. So we're we're bringing people together, learning and growing. Everyone, you're a phenomenon. Um, Arpops, so you got to you, you got to you know, when I go Arpops, you got to go Schwank of Essence, or you got to say Schlips. Schlips is his other nickname, and his other nickname is is Josh Josh Hannay's cunt cousin. Fair enough. Look, that's um that I think that's a bit of a Glenn copyright. Yeah, I, I'm right. I'm not here to do things better than Glenn. I don't think I you could. get you get off this week, R Pops. He said, uh, "Fuck me dead." That is rich me, Nate, giving Glenn shit about digging in the digging in the more people hate on Farah. Isn't that manly's fucking catch cry? Now I've, we've we've had this out on Twitter this afternoon, but I thought I'd bring it up for everybody. Um, People aren't just like hating on Farrah just to do it. They're not hating on Farrah because their fucking dad, dad, you know, learned to hate him in the seventies and told him what to do, and they got no brain of their own, and they're just doing what fucking daddy told them. They've removed their mouth from mama's teeth, and they drink cow's milk now. They don't fucking, they don't, they don't have to do what their parents do. They don't vote the way their parents voted. They got brains. Farrah though, it wasn't like I was just going, oh fucking Robbie Farrah sucks. No, I was saying, look at the performances of West Tigers with Farrah, look at the West, West Tigers without Farrah, look at what Farrah does in State of Origin, can't pass the ball to Trent Hodgson, field goal specialist, wouldn't even go to game three, etc., etc., etc. Yep. I'm not just blindly hating on Robbie Farrah. I mean, I'm bringing up examples to, to back up why I've come to the opinion that I've, that I've come to. So, so your tweet is invalid in the first place, R. Popsh. But um, I just, just wanted to address it and you know, let people uh, you know, have a crack all the same Bernard JKD Hope Solo Coliseum geez you and your blooming Star Wars references already I don't think did you, you mention go- the Sarlacc I don't think you googled Hope Solo but yeah the Sarlacc is the closest thing to Star Wars there don't be confused by the Solo name well maybe <laughs> that's it, there's maybe. not enough carbonite in the world to freeze that Sarlacc how, how wide was the exhaust port that they destroyed the Death Star with? oh mate you could <laughs> could you fire a photon torpedo into that thing Death, Death Star I mean that'd be like you know, Death Jupiter yeah, with an with exhaust port that size <laughs> um, Sharky Day 44 the only person to comment on the where, where are they now about Sharkman 05 is that uh, Sharkman 05 can go and ingest a large penis through his anus what a soft cunt fair enough and uh, yeah he, oh his brother tweeted this as well and said oh I was wondering what happened to that guy I <laughs> uh, can't fool me mate and um, where are we Sam the Warden with a, we've got to talk some rugby league he said uh, a Kiwi slash Pommy rep play is more valuable than state of origin rep plays because you don't have the disruption during origin time is that a serious question? Yes, I believe so. He's not known for his, you know, just rampant trolling. Um, all things being equal, on paper, yes. 
unfortunately, in the vast majority of cases, all things are not equal. Uh, and even though your your New Zealand rep players are generally of a fairly good quality, Benji Marshall aside, um, I would rather have state of origin players in my team mm-hmm. uh, and lose them for a couple of weeks a year than have uh, have these battle hardened animals for the for yeah. the last you know six to eight weeks of the competition yeah. or whatever it works out to be. Yeah. Look, I'll, and again, I'll asterisk that comment. Um, I don't want a gallon. No. You know, I, I would not want... That's one thing that I'd, I wouldn't want State of Origin to do. Um, I was quite happy this year as a Panthers fan to sit back and watch State of Origin. Yeah, not same. worrying about injuries. Yep, you're yeah. exactly the same. Not worrying about, um, you know, is someone going to be put on report and miss yep. next week? Yep. Is someone going to do an ankle? Mm-hmm. Um, is Cameron Smith going to pull someone's arm out of their socket? Yep. Um, so, look, there is that risk with State of Origin. Uh, but I think in in most cases, uh, players that play State of Origin come back better for the experience. Uh, whereas your your Kiwi and um, England rep players don't hold as much value overall. And quite frankly, I'm offended that that you use the word uh, Pom rep players and valuable in the same sentence. And come on, Chapo. Hits us with a uh, the base chapo on Twitter. Hits us with an actual football question. He said, "Do you think? Do you guys think in today's rugby league that when a team performs badly, the players get a free pass for said performance?" Can you read that again? That do you think in today's rugby league that when a team performs badly, the players get a free pass for said performance? So, per, I think the example he was thinking of when he sent that tweet was like Newcastle. Yeah, is Rick Stone this Rick Stone that? Yeah. Look, but they're dead set diabolical. I, I had to ask you to reread that one. As soon as you said his name, I, I was thinking every time lately I read a news article um, about El Chapo. El Chapo on the run, yeah. I start giggling. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think one of the huge problems with the modern game is a complete and total lack of consequence for action. Yeah, um, for the players, and it just it just seems to be the, the way the game is at the moment too. Like, nothing, my, my number one, or you know, have to be close to my number one thing that aggravates me, no end, is when a game happens and the team loses, and they might lose heavily. Say they lose by thirteen plus, and they're fucking smiling and joking and shaking hands with the other yeah, team. I think that's I just want to punch fuck out of everyone involved when I yep. see that. You, f- you should fucking hate getting beat like that and be filthy and like you know be a sportsman. And be professional, shake their hands, and then get the fuck out of there, and be pissed off about your performance, man. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're a professional athlete, and and if if you remember back in the day, before rugby league was a quote unquote professional game, yeah, you didn't see that shit. No, you know. Well, think of like Origin too. I mean, Origin they're pretty much like you know they still hate each other at the end. Yeah, you know. Um, so. You know, you you had guys back then who had a nine to five job. Yep. Trained, mm-hmm. played. And they were out there just because they loved the game. Yep. You know, these guys now that are on hundreds of thousands of dollars a year and don't seem to care too much if they're embarrassed at what they do. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, again, that, that leads back to uh, a complete lack of consequence for action. Yep. And, I mean, like, I, I get the argument that, you know, if the, if the players aren't performing, then maybe they're, they're not responding to the coach and, and that kind of thing. So there is that aspect of it. But that's just, like, one aspect of it. I mean, there's... There still should be, even if you don't gel with the coach, you don't like the coach, you want the coach gone, 
I mean, you're being paid a lot of fucking money to be professional and just act, you know, go to your job. And do, I mean, I've worked for tons of bosses that I don't fucking like. Yep. And if I bottled it <laughs> at work, like they, like some players do on the field when they got the shits. Yeah. What Mo Four and, and Co. You just get fucking sacked straight up. That's so how it works in the real world. Exactly. Cardinal Twenty Five NZ. Have the West Tigers been letting go of good talent too soon? Gareth Ellis, Corabetti, Techno Viking, even Benji. Look, Benji, no. He had to go. Situation was fucked. And even though he's shown a little bit of life, still, he was no good for the team at the time. Yeah. Gareth Ellis, I mean, he's, you know, he's still done over there. I mean, like, he's not like he's, you know, tearing the house down in England. Mm-hmm. He's gone back. I mean, Glenn loved him. I mean, you know, loved Gareth. But yeah. Corabetti, he scored some tries at the Storm. But he's still fucking diabolical defender. The Storm yep. covered him up a little bit, but there's still those games where he gets massively exposed. So I think it's the same, same. I mean, he's a fast guy. Such he's as a great runner. Game. Get a run up on him. He's just one of those dudes that's, you know, just hard to stop. But, you know, his defense is still the same as it was. And, I mean, mm. the Tigers, sure, they probably would have liked him for depth when they've had some problems out wide this, this season. But you don't know what your injury problems are going to be like. And he wasn't their, he wasn't their first choice winger. He wasn't in the top top two wingers yeah. so you know a techno viking that's the mistake that I think they would have to agree I mean they can't the signs were there with techno viking last year I mean every game he played he played well I mean it's not, we're not talking like a hat trick in 15 minutes sort of thing but he played very well in limited time you know mostly from the bench uh, he was great I mean I, th- I don't think there's a West Tigers fan out there that you know that doesn't lament his passing from the side, especially more so. Yeah, I don't think those people. That, I don't think those people that, that wanted him gone even when he was going. But now he's gone and he's killing it. Like, yeah, look, and, and even worse. I, I know the West Tigers are letting a lot of players go at at early stages or when they're younger. Yeah, but but players having to leave the club is something that affects every single team in the competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be it that they're younger and there's someone in front of them in their preferred position. Mm-hmm. Uh, be it that they have a, a better opportunity at a higher paycheck yep. somewhere else, uh, or be it that they're a little bit older and they may not fit into the long-term plans, mm-hmm. uh, which means that their immediate fit isn't right as well. So yep. it, it's not just reserved to the West Tigers. Um, look, they're probably one of the only clubs where, where people are trying to get out. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love you, Glenn. But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it affects every team in the league. Our, uh, our our de facto uh, ESL reporter, the Catalans fan, Alan Paul Walker on Twitter. New Super League immortal, Aidan Quinlan. 37-minute hat-trick on debut for St. Helens against the 18-man Giants. Hash beat the ref. So, uh, yeah, Adam Quinlan. Well done, son. And uh, Frogmore as well, Wally Frogmore. After his first game in ESL, Quinlan is showing why he's the next rugby league immortal. And it just keeps going. You know, these players that just couldn't really cut it over here. Fucking killing it. Um, <clears throat> now, meet up. This Sunday, I had to make an executive decision on the venue because there was too much. Do we go here? Do we go there? Hotel LA. That was the time. That, that was the, the venue of the last Brisbane meetup. They had these wings that Glenn won't fucking shut up about. So that's where it's going to be. Go there and get some wings and then go to watch the Tigers get pumped by the Broncos. And I believe that also, if you're on the fence about going into the game this weekend, especially if you've got kids... Bring a kid because 
it's like superhero day or some fucking theme thing because the Broncos don't get Sunday games, so they don't get the chance for the family yeah. afternoon thing. Yep. So given it's a 4 p.m. Sunday game, it's like some. I think it's like dress up like a superhero or something like that, and uh, they, they're going to have rides and things out in the you know in the courtyard areas for free for kids. Like probably you know bouncy castles and you know that sort of shit. And um, also for the first time I think since 2011, uh, the last round of 2011, which I was also there after the game, you can go down to Lang Park. Really? Yeah. Get out on the field. Yeah. So, like, the, I think the last time they did it was um, was Lockyer's last game, which was round twenty six in um, or round twenty four in in two thousand eleven. Yeah. And that was a manly game, so I was there anyway. And it's great, yeah. you know, to get down on the on the Lang Park. So, if you haven't done that before, maybe it's another incentive for you to to get in there. And uh, that's nice. Yeah. So it'll be good. Be a good afternoon. Um, <clears throat> Dashing Dan won. He's a uh, you know the the legendary, the greatest, the greatest. Um, if there was if there was such thing as a cricketing immortal. For fifth grade cricket in Auburn, <laughs> he would be the guy. And uh, he said uh, he's having drinks at the casino in Brisbane on Saturday night for anyone interested. So I was spreading the word dutifully. And um, can't wait to see who turns up. And I guess where at Hotel A? Fucked fine. First person that turns up who's a member, have your scarf. It's not Everyone that big. go to that person. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, Facebook. Lando, the Aussiest guy alive, said, I assume you foresaw the Antarctic vortex when you opted for Scarf and Beanie in the members pack. Well played. How about a limited run of Valerian steel twill letter openers so I can kill the white walkers I keep seeing walk past my house while I'm getting ready for work? He's north of here. He's complaining about the cold. He's north of interior a yeah. little bit. But Look, it's cold. <clears throat> it was fucking cold on... What day is it today? It was Wednesday today. It was cold on Monday. Yeah, Monday was cold brutal. On Monday. Monday was brutal. I um, took got out of the shower on Monday and, and heard this tapping. Um, turned around and there's a big window that I normally keep closed and there was a squirrel there just tapping on the glass. I think he thought my penis was an acorn. It was that cold. Saguna. So. <laughs> <sighs> so, hey, fellas. During last week's episode, I didn't get all the fuss regarding Hope Solo. Han Solo's sister in brackets until you guys kept mentioning her so I typed her up on Google sweet mercy mother of female sporting greatness let's just say that is the closest chapo will ever get to having a vagina right up in his face so uh, there you go fight 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 now just some uh, general housekeeping stuff run TMB shirts uh, emailed the printer today and uh, he assures me I'll have them by Friday so what this means is if you're a Tigers fan and you've ordered a run TMB shirt or you want to buy one between now and then uh, by all means, I can bring it in on Sunday for you. So if you have ordered one already and, you want, and you're going to come up to the game and rather than me stick it in the mail on Friday and you get it on Monday or Tuesday uh, and you actually want me to bring it on Sunday for you, then by all means, send us an email or send us a tweet or something and uh, I'll bring it in for you. Run DCE, in short supply, get in while the getting's good. Uh, there's only a couple for each size left over um, and they, they uh, got a good run down there at, um, at Hope Solo Coliseum on Monday night. Uh, the jerseys are back by popular demand, so to get a reprint going, we need to sell 20 of them. Um, we had a number of people talk about getting on board. Yes, definitely, you know, hook me up. Money where the mouth is time, people. We need 20 to get it going. I think we probably only had about five so far, but we haven't really pushed it, but uh, I'm pushing it now. We want to get that 20 out of there so that the people who, you know, want to get on board can get it in a reasonable time frame because ISC take ages, like five weeks or something like that to turn the fuckers around, so we need a bit of lead time there. Um, and just a special message from Special K Online, who was one of the people who really wanted the jersey and pushed us to reopen it. He said, uh, Oi, cunts, get around to this week in league jersey. They need 20 orders so I can get one. Don't be tight, you baboon dick cheese sandwiches. 
So there it is. Do baboons have big dicks or small dicks? Well, I don't know what a, what a baboon dick cheese sandwich is. It a baboon dick sandwich or is it like baboon dick and cheese sandwich? Or that's a good question. I don't know. Meet up as I said, Sunday nineteenth of July. Midday is when people. I know people are going to start turning up. I'm not sure uh, if I'm going to be there at midday, but people will start turning up from midday. The game kicks off at four p.m., so that's the window. You know, sort of midday to three thirty kind of thing. I think is when uh, most people will be there to um, have a chat. So come along and uh, meet your favourites from uh, Queensland. So uh, obviously Chapo won't be there, and because uh, I said meet your favourites. And uh, it's just Saguna with a review. He said, fellas, your twill beanie is the best beanie I've ever had. Definitely keeping my head warm during this winter season. Thanks, Saguna. I don't know if it's the best beanie you know ever made, but I'll take it. Oh. Your membership? You busting your beanie out? Um, mate, I uh, I unfortunately don't uh, look good in a beanie. In a beanie, um, the young fella <laughs> loves the beanie. Yeah. Uh, there's I don't know. It, I don't even want to try and describe how I how I look with a beanie. It'd, it'd probably look like somebody had a This Week in League logo <laughs> tattooed on their bell end. Um, but no, big fan of the scarf. Huge fan of the scarf. We uh, we pulled yep. it out at a couple of Broncos games. Yep, yep. Um, so no, that was a, a very useful addition. I think some thermal underwear next year. News. Okay, first story, uh, the New Deal, the new TV rights deal. As uh, We spoke about it probably about six weeks ago. Uh, something else has come out this week. That Channel 10 is likely to gain a share of rugby league television market in the next broadcasting deal with matches to be played over five nights and networks paying more for less. The NRL's next TV deal to begin in 2018 will be the last contract under which viewers will be able to see all games on free-to-air and pay TV before some games are streamed exclusively on the internet via mega-rich overseas interests such as Netflix. It represents the last opportunity by cable TV and the free-to-air networks, including a commercially secure 10, should its partnership with Foxtel be approved, to use live sport to ward off the voracious internet challenges. So basically the... The, the program coverage would see a Channel 10 game on Thursday night, a Channel 9 game on Friday night, three Fox games on Saturday, two Nine games on Sunday, and a Fox Sports Monday night game. So this would mean the end of the Friday night football doubleheader. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, but uh, so because of Queensland's entrenched parochialism demonstrated by the bias to the Northern teams, Broncos, Cowboys, Titans, as well as the Storm, Nine's Friday night game would have a Maroons flavour. Nine's two Sunday games would be played live on Sunday afternoon and twilight, separated by the only other guarantees of rating success, the nightly, nightly news or reality shows. This schedule would not interfere with Fox's Fox Sports Super Saturday nor their Monday night football, which are essential for them to retain their subscribers. But Fox Sports would be surrendering their early afternoon game effectively to 10 and would seek something in return if the Rupert Murdoch-owned network is to pay more for less product. It may demand a simulcast of all eight NRL games as it currently does with Channel 7 and the AFL's nine-game coverage. So that's not a bad idea, actually, because like, I, I have to say I would probably watch Fox every game rather than watch the commercial network if it was a simulcast. And like, you know, the choice, I could watch the exact same game at the exact same time on Fox or Channel 9. I think, what they're, 
Are they saying that you can watch them at the exact same time? They're saying that for Fox to to to, to relinquish one of their games, that they would that would be something they demand because that's what happens with the AFL. Like Fox simulcasts the game that's on Channel Ten or whatever at the same time. Okay, so I okay, I may have been wrong. I read that as that they would want access because I know that Fox will play the Channel Nine games the next day or later yeah, in the yeah, week yeah. or things like that. Um, mate, I I think playing rugby league over Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday is an absolutely ridiculous idea. You know, while in in theory you think, yep, great, footy five nights a week, Yahoo. Real life gets in the way of that shit. Well, yeah, and for as the much fans. as people love rugby league, and like you know, I, I don't have to watch all the games, but you know, I have to watch all the games. Yeah, you know. And, like, admittedly, I mean, the amount of live ones I watch, I mean, usually, like, you know, Monday's a really good catch-up day. Yep. But, yeah, it's just... Yeah, I, don't th- I think Thursday night would work. It'd be, like, depending on the market, it'd just be another Monday night game. Well, I think, In first terms of, of all, like, you know, the ground revenue and, you know, crowds and that sort that, of shit. That's the thing. Rugby league needs to decide, and, and the administration need to decide what they want to be. Do they want to be a live sport? Yep. Or do they want to be a televised sport? Yep. Um, you know, you are you going to have people trudging their families out in the middle of winter on a Thursday night? Yeah, can't, can't, to, and won't do it to a half-empty, yep. you know, massive stadium. You're not going to do it on a school on a school night because if if it's going to be on a Thursday night, then it's going to be on Friday night, current Friday night football schedule. So that's eight o'clock. Yeah. Game finishes nine thirty. Yep. Ten, depending on stoppages. Yep. Then you get home to wherever you've got to go. Yep. And let me tell you, on a school night, mm-hmm. my, my kid he goes to bed at eight o'clock. Yeah. You're not a game kick off at fucking eight o'clock. Exactly. Like I would have loved to have taken him down to to the manly game on Monday night that kicked off at seven o'clock. Yeah. But with all the fucking rigmarole and getting down to Hope Solo, like you know, I didn't get home till you know ten forty five or something yep. like that. Yeah. That's it. And this leads to a larger problem with with rugby league it's a generational game you know I don't know too many people who are fans of rugby league passionate fans of rugby league that it hasn't run in their family you know yep. you might get the the odd person who's a first generation Australian yep. picks it up falls in love with it you yep. know welcome to the family but the fact that that the television Rights yeah. are taking kids' bums off stadium seats. Yeah. Mixed with the fact that kids are more likely to watch things online yeah. than on free-to-air TV at a set time. Yeah. Um, DNRL is basically, you know, kissing goodbye to to a pretty much a generation yeah. of fans. Um, <clears throat> the fans aside, we're a contact sport. Yep. And there's enough moaning at the moment about short turnarounds. And if you play Monday night and then you've got to play Saturday, is that fair compared to a team that plays Friday night every single week? Yeah. You know, what does that do? So and then you've got, like, then you've got the, next, the next short turnaround, like a normal Sunday game, and you have to play on a Thursday night. Yeah. You know, and then you've got the Monday, when do they play next? I mean, there's a, you, know, you have to build in, a, build in a draw, so they probably shouldn't play before the Sunday. And let, let's be fair, yeah. on TV deals, no one's setting the draw. Um, according to 
what's best for the players, yep. they're setting the draw to maximise ratings. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, and, you know, they're a business. That's how they yep. make their money. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's high time the NRL stood up and they say it a lot. We know the value of our product. We know this, we know that. Yep. Um, but they could put some much, much higher demands on the TV networks and uh, and then watch them bend over and say, yes sir, no sir, would you like to go in dry sir? Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen next time. I think this time their their focus was uh, to hit that billion dollar figure mm. and have achieved that and have set a value. Everything's gone upwards in terms of, you know, whatever they're delivering to the TV guys. So now they go, now they've got that broken that billion value. I think next time it'll be more about exerting a bit more control over what happens with the with the product. Hopefully, I mean, that's what I'd like to see happen, but you know, it's not every day that the fans get what they want. Yeah. In fact, can, it's not. Can I just add, um, what what news publication was that story in? That would have been a Murdoch one, I think. Okay. And so they, so the, you know, you take anything there about Foxtel losing, you know, what their strategies might be, or but then again, they've got the fifteen percent stake in ten too. So well, you know, yeah, it could, you know, could be a lot of cards what on they the table. want to happen. Yeah, cards on the table. Foxtel aren't losing a game. Yeah. Um, but well, also, yeah, they, 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 you know, well, News Corp aren't losing a game. I yeah. mean, whether it shuffles across from, you know, Foxtel to, to Channel 10 or something like yeah. that, yeah. Um, but also note in there the the comments towards you know, evil internet overlords yeah. trying to come <laughs> in. And, and I love how they say, like, something like Netflix. I mean, that's not going to fucking happen. Netflix have no sporting programs. What's going to happen is they're going to finally get a digital offering together, hopefully, fingers crossed, that is comparable to what the NFL and the NBA are doing. And, and when it gives you all those options, if you pay like $150 and you can watch every game live online if you mm-hmm. want to, yep, well worth it. Or if you want to pay like $80 and just get every Manly game live. Correct. And, you know, like the, the way they package up the, the NFL stuff is perfect. And, you know, they can have like season packages and, you know, just, you know, just packages yeah. for the finals or just for the grand final. Like, or, and then plus you get all that extra sort of, you know, ancillary content around the teams like you know if you subscribe for a team then you get all these little feature shows and you know stuff yep. training shit like just if they did that it would be the best thing yeah well yeah the, I've been blind for a few years these are where the the options are, are limitless for the the NRL yep you know do they go out to the clubs and say okay put the price of your memberships up by a hundred bucks a year and it includes digital subscriptions to your yep. team yep um, and it's the thing they don't need the billion dollar figure from anyone then because I mean they're, they, they're the ones controlling how the games are seen you know as, as long as the actual platform that it's run on has nothing to do with Telstra yep as it currently does the current um, look anyone out there that, that works for Telstra if you can find out the address of the person that authorised that app to go live <laughs> Actually, I have a feeling I may know that person very well and, you know, walk into their office and fucking staple their foreskin <laughs> to their desk. It, it is an abomination. And the fact that the NRL puts their name yep. and allows product to go out to fans like that, yep. um, unfortunately, I think shows just how far behind they are in understanding uh, the digital age. It's amazing how, how advanced um, the NBA and NFL and, and uh, you know, baseball and, and those guys are with their digital offerings. I mean, and like, to be fair... Our internet speeds are such that you know we are behind in that in, you know in terms of that. But the fact that you could you could sit there and really scrutinise and study what they're doing and just replicate it. I yeah. mean, sure, there's development expense, but I mean, what they did didn't cost them nothing either. I mean, so there's you know 
there are ways to go about it, and it could be definitely improved. And uh, I look forward to it. And I don't care. And, you know, me personally, I don't care if it's on TV or if it's on the internet or whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, you I, know what? Um, when they do through it through manners, through manners, I you know I'm often working when games are on, and you can see we're sitting here, and I've got two massive monitors, and yep. so I've, I usually have the game running in that one, and then I'm working on this one, and then I just you know do both. Yeah. Or if my son's still up, you know, we might be playing Minecraft on the main one, and then the game's going on that one. Yep, spot on. Yep, spot on. So Look, I, I suggest when it comes up, I want you to tender to make the app. <laughs> Jeez. And I'll tell you what, yep. I'll do your tender presentation for you, yep. and I'll start off with, you're all a bunch of cunts. <laughs> and if you want to stop being cunts, do this. Do what he says. <laughs> now, um... We had a situation last week where there was a talk of a, a crime syndicate specifically targeting the Brisbane Broncos. Turns out it probably wasn't much of a syndicate because the 19-year-old Bald Hills woman, which is actually <laughs> like, you know, half a dozen suburbs away from here, was charged with joyriding in, in Darius Boyd's luxury sports car, um, allegedly that she bought for uh, four points of ice. Police have retrieved other cars owned by Brisbane Broncos players, allegedly stolen by two criminal syndicates. Uh, I'm not going to bring up the girl who she is, but she's facing eight charges, including evading police. She exchanged the car for four points of the drug ice, which is 0.4 grams. So she was the dealer. <clears throat> well, it sounds like she might just be a a foot soldier of a dealer or a girlfriend. Of, you know, I, mean, like, I don't know what the street value of ice is. I don't know what 0.4 grams is worth, but I would imagine it would, you know... Be closer An to Audi a, by the sounds of things. <laughs> That's the price of inflation, isn't it? I would have thought it would have been like, you know, a hundred bucks. Turns out it's probably eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> um they alleged she was involved in a car chase with police on Saturday in the car, which had been painted black in a bid to fool the police. It was stolen from Boyd's North Brisbane home. I don't know where he lives. I'm not sure where he lives. Um it's not alleged that she robbed the home. Um so she's actually had the car for three weeks. She was busted at Kangaroo Point on Saturday. Um, the documents reveal police from various northern Brisbane commands tried repeatedly to pull her over, but each time she refused to stop. Five days after the car was stolen, she was allegedly driving on Young's Crossing Road in Joiner when she allegedly disobeyed a police order to stop. Two days later, she was <laughs> ordered again to stop on uh, Kitty Hawk Drive in Chermside. So that's the one outside the where Wagamama's and that was, mm. the Chermside Shopping Centre. Um, so hang on. All yeah. you have to do... Is to to evade Queensland police. Is to not stop. Is not stop. Yeah. I tell you, I'd have more than one point left on my licence if I knew that. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Then she tried on July 1 to, she failed to stop again on Maundrell Terrace in Chermside. And um, she was charged with dangerous driving at that time when she tried to get away from police. She's also been charged with stealing number plates from a car which she was using on the the Audi. Uh, um, So we had Darius Boyd. Um, who else was stolen? There were some other players as well that had shit stolen, cars stolen as well. Um, absolutely ridiculous. Corey Oates, Ben Hunt, Lachlan Miranda all became victims of property theft over the same period. And so Darius's car is now held as evidence. And, uh, yeah. It, there are such things in this world as coincidences. This is not uh, one of those. I don't think this is one of them. The Broncos attract that sort of stuff too. Remember, they like do. when um, who was it? Um, was it uh, who had the home invasions from four to five? Was that Ben Tio or something? That was like around Ashgrove or something. That's that yeah. your place. And <laughs> none of these suburbs yeah. that people are getting robbed in mm. are rampant 
crime sort of yeah. suburbs. Well, because football players making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year don't, you know, yeah, don't live in those areas. Yeah, yeah but the one of, in my mind, one of two things. Yeah, for somebody to know, like if you and I yeah. googled what are the Brisbane Broncos players' addresses, it wouldn't be easy to find them. It True. M- you might come across something on a message board yeah, that's right. somewhere. Yeah. But there's no way that you would find five or six current Broncos players' home addresses <laughs> yeah, yeah. unless you knew the club or unless one of the Broncos players has yet again gone out to Alumbra and picked up... Uh, some, some The some, local ice dealer. Yeah, the local ice dealer gone back and look I can I can understand how it happens like the, the tagline in the show he's probably overheard this lady you know saying oh yeah I sell ice yeah. and he's there thinking oh I'll go and give it to Justin he needs some ice for his hamstring but you're trying to get in good with the fucking exactly. yeah, the veteran um, I think that's <laughs> that's a far more likely story there's somebody who's partied with a couple of the lads uh, at some stage become involved socially um, yep. and an inside know, job on that what I say Ice Rex Lives so, so they say mm. I have to say I haven't really been exposed to uh, the the, uh, the effects of ice look at the White Walkers man they're going to wreck some lives oh, that's true winter is coming yeah the thing is like the, the, my personality is kind of like Oh, like, oh, it takes, you know, fucking one hit of ice and you're addicted and you're fucked. And, and like, I, I, I listen to that and I think, oh, really? You think? Fucking all right, then. Yeah. I'm not saying I have, because I haven't. <laughs> but, but <laughs> 15 years ago, someone said that shit to me, one hit, you're addicted. Obviously, yeah, fucking whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Give me that. Mate, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, look, I think it's like anything, you know, I... I, I know perfectly functional um, opiate addicts. Yeah. Be it over the counter stuff or, or yep. other stuff. Uh, and then there's other oh, people I that could, end up yeah. in a gutter with. And you could easily, you, you know? could, like, I remember. Actually, no, that's right. I was waiting for a dentist appointment and I couldn't get in and I had a fucking toothache and I was suffering. And um, from when my wife had an operation, she had, she had like half a pack of endones left, <laughs> which, which is hillbilly heroin. It's oxy, oxycontin. Yeah. And so, like, I had, she's she's like, I can't, I couldn't use them even at the time because, like, they just made me, they made me feel terrible. And I'm like, fuck, hit me. And I was like, just taking one. And now I remember listening to the Kevin Smith podcast and especially the ones with Jason Muse when, when he was, you know, coming yeah. back from, you know, addiction and everything. He would he would buy 150 a day yeah. and have 75 yeah. at a time, like, in one binge in the morning and then yeah. another 75 in the afternoon just because of the build-up, obviously, the resistance and tolerance and that. Yeah, I have one, and you're just sitting there going, "This is fucking awesome!" Like I can see it. Like I could, yeah, I could definitely see how people could like get you know attracted to that and jam more of them in. It also does make you feel a little bit sick too, though. Like, you know, yeah, you'd have to be prepared to take the side effects as well. But oh fuck, it was good at a pinch. It's very good at a pinch when you when I was waiting for a dentist. So, Certainly better than taking six neurofens at a time. So to wrap up there, uh, yes. Broncos players, friends with drug dealers. Yep, and um probably should uh, watch what they say in terms of the, the Titans investigation because clearly in my learned opinion are we sure ice this? is worse than coke well, yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> but are we sure this lady in the Audi wasn't uh, Kay Hunt in a dress maybe Caitlin Hunt <laughs> <laughs>
Now, I've got a couple of quick ones. Um, Jared Haynes reportedly still on Parramatta's books, even though he left the club at the end of last season to pursue his NFL dream, of course. The Eels are paying him $50,000 this year at least which for some reason doesn't count towards the club's salary cap. This was uncovered basically due to the reporting that Parramatta need to do because they've got to go through the books for everything because they're so fucked on a salary cap level. Um, they, dis- they discovered it. Uh, he was released in October from the last year of his contract. Uh, the payment doesn't account towards the salary cap, but it, they even paid his $15,000 airfare to the USA as well, which is one of the breaches among 58 pages of breaches that they were accused of committing. <laughs> They're a fucking mess of a club. Oh, God. They're a mess. <laughs> I want to know, what, how's the 50 grand... What do they... I'd love to know what it's itemised as and why it somehow doesn't become a salary cap because... Was, wasn't the rumour when Hopper Jr. ended up at the Eels... Yeah. ...that part of his deal... Yeah. ...was that Daddy and his little yeah, brother... Yeah, train a job for John and, um, and, and Jamil yeah. had... Yeah, it was a lower-grade contract as yeah. well, yeah. So, yep. so, look, it obviously happens yeah. in the sport. Yeah. Um, and Parramatta may be well within their rights to go back to the NRL and say, oh, look, he's Jared Hayne. Uh, we're going to pay him 50 grand a year and he's going to come back in the off-season and mentor our, uh, our New South Wales Cup side. Yeah, if that was the case. Yeah, def- definitely, if that was the case. Um, so, look, um, I'm, I'm not sure there's too much wrong with it. Um, yeah, it's really just, it's just it's just another sy- symptom of, of how fucked up they are, head office-wise. Oh, yeah. Um, through all the bullshit that they've been going on over the last, you know, two years. I mean, that... You know, you, like that in isolation is not is not a massive deal, I don't mm. think. But then you take it the fact that I think what well, we've got Braden, William, and and Chase Blair, and they're basically paying for half or most of their salaries yeah. this year. We're not paying yeah. a lot for them, and there's other players out there scattered yep. all around the place that they're paying for. I think they're paying like a million dollars or over a million dollars for players that aren't even there anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's out of a salary cut that hasn't risen to that, that greater <laughs> level at the moment, it's a it's a fair chunk. Um. One of our favourite topics is wife bashers who shouldn't get second chances in the NRL, and another one's going to with um, Ava, of course, premiership winner with the Rabbitohs, um, wife beater, convicted, uh, woman basher. He's about to get a three-year contract extension with the Rabbits. He's only weeks away from making his return to the NRL. He returned for North Sydney and New South Wales Cup two weeks ago. He's officially deregistered in the NRL until August 13, but from that point... I would expect him to be making his re-debut for the Rabbitohs fairly shortly after. <sighs> Look, it, <laughs> first time on the show. Say? First, first time on the show. I mean, you know, we, you know, go nuts. Glenn and I broken record. Like, we, people know where we stand on this subject. It it boggles the mind how how the NRL can trot out. A women in league round, mm-hmm. um, and then let this shit go on, you know. And just to throw some stats out there, yeah. The the figures show that somewhere in the vicinity of seventy to seventy five percent of major household or family decisions are made by a woman. Okay, and that includes: Are their kids going to play rugby league? Are their kids going to watch? Yep, rugby league. And for this to just continuously happen is absolute shit. And they will trot out the same old lines all the time. Oh, well, you know, they've 
served their penalty. They've done this. Yep. They've done that. You know what? In the real world, if you're the director of a company yep. and you're found to be acting inappropriately, you're not allowed to be the director of a company anymore. Yep. If you work in the finance sector and you're convicted of financial fraud, you're not allowed to work in the financial sector anymore. Yep. You know, it, We're not saying that these pieces of utter shit shouldn't be allowed to work anywhere. Yep. You know, um, they they have a right to, to try and make a living, but it shouldn't be in rugby league. They don't have a God-given right to the career. No. Yeah, yeah. No, not at all. Exactly. And, and the unfortunate part of it is they need a starting point mm-hmm. because there's been some big names that have been let slide with it in the past as mm-hmm. well as some not-so-big names. Yep. And there's never been a line drawn in the sand. Yep. Um, it raises all sorts of murky questions, and it's because of the mismanagement of this shit from day dot. Yep. Um, if they start now, how far do they go back? Um, well, yeah, you don't, you don't go back because you can't really. I mean, you know, you got your first guy, and you're going to catch something like why him and not them. And the yeah. answer to that is because enough is enough. Yep. And now we've drawn the line. That's it. And there's the line. Yeah. Those guys. The blood know, alcohol like level it. in the 70s used to be whatever it was, and yep. now it's 0.05. And yep. if you're over it now, just you're because done. you, um, you know, you didn't get done for it then, doesn't matter. You yeah. Know. And yeah, it, exactly. You know, and and I'm not sure what's going to make it change. Well, this is the thing. The media, I've been looking at it a bit more closely, obviously, since we've been talking about it so much on the show. But the media, and I'm talking about people like Rugby League Week and like, you know, the mole and everything, they'll be tweeting out about stories about the fucking, like, feel-good stories about the comeback of Blake Ferguson. Yeah. The feel-good story about, the feel-good stories about fucking Arva, of all people. If he's going to come back, I, I, I find it intolerable, but don't fucking make it like a feel good story about the redemption of some kid and like yeah. comeback kid against all odds and yep. fucking blah blah no no fucking wait just let him slide back in quietly yeah. don't give him any fanfare because but you know what they're happy to deregister somebody like Todd Carney yep you know? now don't get me wrong Todd Carney you know didn't have two brain cells to rub together no. and he's a, he's a loose individual let's not but he was pissing in his own mouth and you know at worst yeah. Simulating or attempting to. Yeah. You know, possibly. Exactly. Probably. What was the other one jumping up on the table at a casino? You know. Um, you know, and then we've got future immortal Alfie Langer, who's, you know, who has like 80-year-old drunk drunk women in Toowoomba, you know, saying, yeah. give us a kiss, Alfie, and he reaches down and pulls a tit out and sucks it. Yeah. It, in front of witnesses. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, look, to, personally, I think the only thing... The only thing that's going to to cause any sort of change, uh, and it goes back to the NRL completely underestimating the digital age, mm. um, are things on social media. Yep. You know, um, geez, I wonder where you'd you'd find a a group of of dedicated people that feel the same way that could uh, <laughs> you know speak with one voice. Yeah. Um, and now, finally, had to save this one to last for you. Um, the Panthers' recent recruitment drive has continued with the signing of Tigers' prospect to Murray Martin, the 5'8", down uh, in the uh, under-20s. 2014 under-20s, 5'8 of the year, in fact, and uh, joined Penrith on a three-year deal. He did. 
Um, look, I put it to another uh, another masterstroke of His Royal Holiness Gus Gould. Um, you know, as as part of his role, he needs to be expertly aware of what's happening in in the club on the player base, mm-hmm. but he also needs to ensure um, that our finances are yep. in the right stuff. Uh, and so, let's say this kid's on two hundred grand a year. Yeah, that's an instant two hundred grand a year tax write off as a charitable donation. All we have to do is show the ATO that we got him out of the West Tigers program. <laughs> um, but in in moving forward, it's a, a good acquisition. Uh, I think we've shown this year how badly we've struggled with depth in the centres. You know, we've got a really good young group of players coming through. I think you've um, you got plenty of depth. You just have so many injuries. I mean, you can't cover three teams. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, exactly. But look, six and seven's a different position. Yeah. You know? Um, and, this, and I believe that Martin is, is there probably is you know, going to uh, take over from uh, Peter Wallace when the time yep, comes. that's it. And look, blooding a new six and seven is, I don't, I don't care how skillful the players are, it is completely dependent on the team around them yep. and how they operate. Um, and the perfect example of that is um, the Manly team when yep. your halves were, uh, when you and Fresh. Yep. And the Second current, year for foreign, the first year for Cherry Evans. Yeah, that's yep. it. And the current Tigers pack, yep. uh, pack um, halves. So I know it sounds like I'm setting up here to, to rag on the Tigers <laughs> again. Um, and let me put it out there, I have no love for Manly whatsoever. Uh, but you look at those kids that came to the league, yeah, young, fresh, that had a team around them that allowed them to succeed. Yep. Uh, given what's happening with the Tigers at the moment, uh, and I think that if our current batch keep doing what they're doing most weeks, you know, yep. uh, we we have our off weeks, but but it's not a bad environment to be blooding a young half yep. uh, over the next couple of years. And I think that, you know, for the NRL, I mean, they're talking about their Warchester stop players going. I mean, I think it's actually, they should kick in the money here for Martin because what they've done by taking a, a gun blockbuster boom rookie uh, off the hands of the Tigers, they basically saved another Australian player going over to the English Super League like Miller and, <laughs> and, and all of the other young Tigers halves that were the next big thing and yeah. turned out to be the next the next nothing and, and fizzled out. So, um, you know, this it's a big loss for the English Super League, the fact that Panthers got this kid because, you know, no doubt about it, he would have been a man of steel playing halfback for St. Helens or something, you know, is in that, coming um, years. Is that another award for the the Twillies? What's that? The, the Braith and Astor Award for the greatest thing that never was? <laughs> Look, we, uh, we get suggestions to, uh, to add awards all the time. We always go, oh, that's a great idea, and then you know, it doesn't happen. But, <laughs> but yeah, good sign, good sign from the Panthers. And I know that you get the boom rocky thing thrown around a lot, like, and, and then people are always quick to be like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I know that the Tigers, I've seen, I don't follow, like, you know, the Tigers 20s at all much. But that is one name that consistently came up and is like a future whatever for the club and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I think that that, that loss is one that's going to hurt them. Like, yeah, it like hurt their fan base emotionally, whether, you know, 
We, Obviously, he's not an, a factor on their team right now, but I know that the fan base didn't want to lose him. Again, you, you take it with a grain of salt, because you're right. You hear all these stories all the time about boom rookie or under-20 sensation or this or the other. Like, he could be he could be Leon Bott. You never know. Well, but I'd be interested could be to, Jacob to find out. Someone that's, that's big on stats. Yeah. How many of the current... Kangaroos team or, yep. or the current Queensland State of Origin team. I don't give a shit about the the rabble they put out of New South Wales. Um, how many of them yep. were rep level at under twenties? Yeah, or I've seen I've seen uh, teams, you know, under twenties and you know, boom rookie teams from like you know, yeah, four or five years ago. Yeah, and you know, it's like your your Lachlan Marantas. Yeah, where are they now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Oh, Miranda, where is he now? He's, he's with the Broncos, fucking killing it. Getting his house robbed by ice addicts. <laughs> future, future immortal, you know. <laughs> Apart from the whole problem he has with these fucking druggos <laughs> robbing his shit. Recaps of well, I was going to say of the of the rice for shunner round, but first we we have you know it behooves us to talk about the state of origin first. Queensland Maroons fifty two defeated the New South Wales Blues six, and uh, Queensland's fifty two came from tries to Gay Guy, Papali, Inglis, Gillett, Morgan, Darius Boyd, Will Chambers, Anguera, Thurston seven of seven conversions, and Hodges one of one with his testimonial kick. Thurston also with two penalties defeated the Blues six intercept or you know the loose ball pick up and length of the field to Jennings and uh, Hodkinson uh, got a penalty goal in fact the first points of the night so look I don't want to get into this game too much because A it's fucking old news yep but it's over a week old by the time this, this show comes out yep and two fuck, fuck this but it was well, was it the best Queensland performance ever I'm not sure I don't know what I think People are going to refs fault it. You know, I saw a lot of the refs fault and everything like that. Referees did not fucking beat a team no. that badly. It's just, I'll just forget that shit. No. But I will say the way that Queensland played, I think that this game would have been like ones we've seen in recent times too. Um, I think it would have been more of like a, you know, a 36-6 sort of thing or, you know, a 30 nil sort of thing. But they did get some favourable shit happening in the first 20 minutes. And uh, it wasn't, mm. you know, like given penalties, but also, you know, some some let off from being, you know, having penalties awarded against them and things like that. Yep. And it certainly did result in New South Wales having to do a mountain of defence and, you know, probably, you know, shattered them a little bit mentally, I think. And then, you know, it was open season. I mean, there's no doubt that the Queensland deserved to win very, very heavily. Um, and, and New South Wales have no fucking excuse whatsoever. To be perfectly, yeah. you know, I mean, as far as losing, losing like they did, I mean, no one aimed up. They read the press. Queensland read the press. Queensland got angry about the press, and New South Wales, you know, I don't know how you can be ambushed in the side, but I mean, that's that's kind of the feel it had. Oh, wait, I, I'll go back to you know the the point about the first points of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a sinking feeling from that. Yep. You know, you you start a state of origin decider. You force an error in the yep. opening couple of sets. Yep. And it was Michael Ennis yeah. of all fucking people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit up, okay? He's done something good, great error. 
happy days. You march the ball upfield. And it was a strong first set bias. Yep. And then you get a penalty and you decide to take the two. Yep. You know? Um, to be fair, though, like the counterpoint to that is origin games are usually very tight and, you know, that two points could have yeah, been... Yeah, origin points usually are, but it's the opening two sets. Yeah. You know? Stretch your legs. Yeah. Get out there. You know, you talk about um, having to do more defensive sets. Yeah. Being, then, yeah. being a contributing factor to a win... Make them have three sets back-to-back. Yep. You know? Um, the biggest difference I can see in the two sides, and I'm beyond upset about it. Yep. Um, there's no emotion for, for what I feel. It's sort of... Oh, no, I'm not, no, I'm not even going to go there. But um, if the situations are reversed, yep. and New South Wales are up by two or three tries, then Queensland never look out of the game. They keep coming. They yep. keep coming. They keep coming. Yep. Reverse it and Queensland are up. The floodgates are open. Yep. And for professional sports people who are supposed to be the pinnacle of what our sport provides, yep. to mentally give up in the most important game of the series is beyond shit. Unforgivable. And I put that down purely to the New South Wales selectors pick players who know how to lose. Yeah, we'll put it this way. I mean, Ennis was probably marked never to represent again anyway, but but for the, the fact of, you know, just injuries to every other possible contender. Yeah. Got in there. He should be standing there returning. Pierce well, was always what? a terrible fucking idea. If my wife tells me that she's not in the mood for loving, I don't go and jack off with a cheese grater. <laughs> just because something can't happen yeah. doesn't mean you do something horrible. Yeah. Why was Michael Ennis in the side? Because there's no one else. Well... In their opinion, in, in the exactly. selector's opinion, there was no one else. You know? I mean, me, um, I thought Blake Austin, why not fucking, he can play hooker. Techno Viking, exactly. one of the form players of the entire rugby league world at the moment. The form player. Put him in. I mean, he should have He should have been a, at least in the 14 jersey for game one. Yeah. He wasn't, but then when you're running out of, like, Pizza's injured, fucking Farah's injured, Ennis, Ennis is your only option. Why? I mean, I know it's a decider and you think he's, you know, experienced and he is experienced, but you think he's up to it yeah but what's he experienced at fucking losing you know and that's the thing you look at you look at our team there's a couple of exceptions in the Roosters but Cronulla mm-hmm. the West Tigers this how, how many long term successful players you look at the Queensland team mm-hmm. and you have players from teams that are successful year after year after year winning's an attitude yep and that's all I'll say on it yep so there's a bunch of like Hopper Jr Never to represent again. No. Shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shouldn't have been in the first place. The halves pissed them both off. Fucking useless. Mitchell Pierce, I mean, everyone knew. He's the difference in every series he's fucking played. Um, just ridiculous. Like, the forwards, for the most part, I'm going to give, you know, not a pass, but, you know, you can have your off nights and also they were... You know, they were blown away, like, exhaustion probably, you know, 50 minutes into the game anyway from just mm. the, the sheer amount of... I mean, it finished up like sort of 65-35 or, you know, 70-30 yeah. possession. Um, so there was always going to be a floodgate sort of situation if they couldn't arrest that possession flow. Uh, they couldn't. And um, yeah. there you go. And then the referees weren't interested in squaring it up, but uh, again, which happens you, in NRL a lot. You know, you talk about talk about the whole refs thing. Yep. I I expect I understand referees are going to make mistakes. They, you know, they're going to do this. And they're going to referee a certain way. Yeah. Your team 
needs to be smart enough. Your players need to be smart enough to adapt what they're doing to mm-hmm. suit the referees. The referees will tell them and what they're going to fucking do, though, yeah. too. This is the other thing. And, and as, much, as much as if I ever see the little bum-chinned, chicken-winging son-of-a-bitch Cameron Smith in the street, yeah. I'll imagine in my head that I'm doing something horrible to him because, you know, he's probably a little bit bigger than I am, but... Um, <laughs> He's smart enough to know that, okay, they're not going to be calling flat passes forward. That's right. You know, they're not going to be doing this. And he will adjust his play style to take as much advantage from what's allowed in that game as he possibly can. Yep. Where we have robots do this, do this, do this, do Mm -hmm. this. Yep. And it's hurt us year after year after year. Yep. Okay, a couple of tweets. uh, DeLorean Gray. The one positive of last night is that Ennis must now be done at rep level. No more pretending to like him. Well, you know, I didn't pretend to like him even when he was inside. Yeah. M51 avoider. And this is probably, this is, uh, the, probably the, the greatest exclamation point in the whole thing. In the end, if Robbie had passed to the right person in game one, then last night would have been irrelevant. And it's true. I'd put out there Robbie Farron never to represent again. And I'm not saying that again to troll any Tigers fans. But he's not a representative number nine. Yep, I would agree. I'm going to back it up to uh, Glenn here, you know, trying to complain about it. Look, at, at club level, he's a good club man. He's he's a cancer on his own side too. I mean, they've been terrible with him this season as well. Yeah, I tried to say Better that, but you're right, he is. Scotty Eel, I blame Nate for the 35-65 possession rate. It would have evened up in the second half, but Nate said it doesn't have to. That's right, last week I did say that. And perfect example, I'm glad that someone illustrated it for me literally the, the night of or the day after we did the episode, so... It's when referees don't actually actively get out there with the intent of evening it up. Possession rates can be maintained the whole time. I mean, mm-hmm. what, whatever it wasn't in the, at halftime. Yep. So it remained, you know, for the rest of it. That's it. Uh, now moving on to round eighteen, the rise for shunter round of the uh, National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Friday night football, the Canberra Raiders thirty six defeated the Newcastle Knights twenty two, and um, crowd of six thousand and fifteen for people who love listening about crowds. Blake Austin. Hat trick. Jared Croker try. Papali a double. Croker six of six conversions. Killing it. Defeat the Knights 22 tries to James McManus. A double to the Uate Pate. Cade Snowden also with a try. And Tyrone Roberts three of four conversions. Mm. Interesting game. Um, Blake Austin, what do you say? Uh, the funny thing is, I reckon if you... Boy of the year. He can't be stopped at this point. Well, if, if you pulled somebody who has never seen a rugby league game before... Yep. And you showed them the first half of that game. Yep. And you said, show me one player who has played in the pinnacle of our sport, being state of origin. Out of that game. Out of, the out of that, game, that game, yeah. A hundred to one, they would have said, that guy there. With the Every beard. single one of them, yep. Every single one of them said that. But no, on that field, you had Kurt Gidley and the Uate Parte and all these people that have been deemed good enough yep. for rep level. Snowden. You know? Yep. Um, I'll move on from the bitterness now. Uh, what, what I really like about Blake Austin, and especially in this game, uh, was his decision making. You know, they say the, the really, really brilliant players look like they have all the time in the world. Yep. And that's how he looked against Newcastle. Yeah. Um, he may not look that good against a more quality defensive outfit, mm-hmm. uh, but he he knew when to run the ball. He knew when to turn it back inside. Uh, you know, he was kicking early in the tackle count, but when he was doing it, he was pinning them in a corner. Yep. You know, everything he did had a reason behind it. Yep. Uh, and I think that's the mark of a a smart player, and maybe a player who hasn't got to where he is 
on skill or genetics or yep. or anything. Just a smart a, football, a steady, mind. yeah, steady diet of mead and uh, <laughs> an effort, rape and pillage. That's it. All right. Anything else to say about this game? Mate, no, it's you know you look. There's there's a reason why. I mean, I'm 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 pleased for Canberra Raiders fans that they got their Friday night game, but I just I have to question. Uh, look, I under, I could perfectly understand being a buy around and Channel Nine going. Look, you know, they bitch a lot. Maybe we're required to give them a game. Let's put them on. But the week they're playing the Knights, who I've said for probably five weeks now, the worst team in the comp, continually proving proving it. And not only that, statistically, this game. The Knights owned them, every single thing. Mm-hmm. They completed more. Of their, they completed more of their sets. They, I mean, they they played statistically a very good game, mm. and it just goes to show. But the Raiders were very comfortable winners. Yep, they didn't appear to be threatened at any stage. And yeah, they they leapt out early with um, you know, courtesy of Blake Austin. But that aside, Knights fucking terrible. And people are going to continue to argue with me about my assertion that they're the worst side in the comp. But you're eventually all going to fucking fall in the line. Do you think they'll get the spoon? Yep. Yeah. 100%. No. Even though they beat the Tigers in Newcastle a month ago, I still maintain that they're a far worse side. I don't know how the fuck the Tigers lost that game. <laughs> Andy Kintz, aka Bald Andy. Not a pretty game, but a great two points. And Blake Austin wasn't too bad either. Yeah, but nah. Is Blake Austin the hipsterest hipster playing league? All of a sudden, motherfuckers, you know, with nice hairstyle and beard are hipsters. Settle down. And, uh, you, you defend my, hipsters almost as strongly as you defend manly. Well, I'm not defending hipsters. I'm defend. I'm defending men with glorious fucking beards. Yeah, I'll get on board with and that. Techno Vikings, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, Drew underscore Nathan five has renamed himself in light of last week's episode. His new Twitter name is at Cavernous Hope. <laughs> and and at Cavernous Hope. Uh, there's a reason I've got Hash Gidley Ruins on my This Week in League jersey. <laughs> and he does have, he did have Hash Gidley Ruins on his jersey. It's long suffering Knights fan at Freak09. Uh, with Austin in six and Gidley captaining from the bench, New South Wales would have won the other night. Hash Real Talk. Earthboy75. Hash. Tigers in decline could have been over if they kept Blake Austin. <laughs> That's it. And uh, at League underscore fan81. The only sad thing about watching the Techno Viking carve up is knowing how good he would have been on Wednesday night. See? All our guys can see it. Yep. Saturday afternoon at the Muddy Puddle. Sydney Roosters 24 to feed the Penrith Panthers 4. Crowd of just over 13,500. The Roosters 24 came from a double to two dads. Sean Kenny Dow, fuck he's scoring some tries lately. Yeah, I know. Two of us to check. Jared Rhea Hargroves. Also with tries, and uh, Maloney, two or four conversions and a couple of penalty goals to feed the Panthers. A solitary try to uh, Manly's future by the year, Lewis Brown. And a, and a, and a missed conversion to another of Manly's buys of the year next year. <laughs> Happy chorus <Coruscant. laughs> You ready for a rocks and diamonds season next year? <laughs> um, mate, I think it was obvious in this one that we, uh, we missed uh, just a little bit of polish. And, and be that from either some some lengthy time together in a in a couple of key positions, or from actual player losses, we've still got a lot of our salary cap yep. um, sitting in moon boots, paying uh, paying homage to the great man. Um, you you can say that, yeah, okay, we're missing players, and and this realistically that shouldn't 
affect our defence as much as it did. Yeah, I can um, see how it could, but I mean, you've had players out for a very, very long time, so yeah, the, the, yeah, you know, yeah. and and there's a, a couple of things where you looked at our defensive line where you know the, the guys weren't fluid together, the yep. gaps inside each other were a little bit bigger than they should have been, uh, which results in not being able to put a body in front of people, which creates overlaps and so on and so on and so on. Um, I also think we've had a little bit of false confidence in our goal line defence. Uh, it's been something that's been touted fairly recently as us being solid on a goal line and we yep. can protect this and protect that. Um, but if you let people up close to your goal line too many times, they're eventually going to, going to get up. One day the wall's going to break. You know? yeah. um, one of the more telling stats was the, the 48 missed tackles you know so i think that goes a little bit towards that that's like new south wales origin three shit right yeah, yeah that's um that's it so you know the the roosters i think were were quite good on the night uh one thing the roosters do very well is they you know they, they know when they need to do certain things mm-hmm. um when they need to dig down a little bit they'll slow things down uh when they get the opportunity to speed things up they'll do it uh and i think they just took full advantage of uh, of a panthers outfit that was a little bit out of sorts Andy underscore Seegs, Penrith showed all of the solidity of a Tim Tam in milk in honour of the great man. Hash rise for shunner. Hash put your biscuits out. Underscore O Sammy boy. So the Roosters honour Hash rise for shunner around by breaking the team that broke his ankle. Shunner himself. Penrith more pop gun than Hash pew pew pew. Roosters too good, well beaten, but Ashley Klein. Hash R. Hash Khan. Hash Spake. There was a bit of rest fault going around about Ashley Klein. Yeah, which I, look, there was a little bit of rest fault. Um, look, I, I, I felt like it, there wasn't any real refs fault. There was a lot of like fifty fifties not going the way of of Penrith. Yeah, but that's the very the, the very the definition of a fifty fifty is that it could go. You know what I mean? It's a like, chance. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not saying that if there's ten fifty fifties, you will get five of them. Yeah, that's yeah. right, and and it's, um, and it's not like you know there, there was wasn't a lot of out, outright oh, robbery there, there and was, fuckery, you know. There was the you know the did he didn't he touch him? Yeah. Um, but you know whether someone did or didn't touch a ball and whether that leads to a try that didn't affect the outcome of the game. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Far from it. And uh, Jim Man Bear Pig, he's <laughs> he was probably drunk watching this game to be honest. He sent us a series of tweets that are given the love that Twill Nation has for the Penrith cheerleaders. Could we rename the muddy puddle to the cuddle puddle? Hash sex pests. Look, I think... <laughs> just let, me, let me just part B. Oh, sorry, part, part two. B. Or when Sour is bleeding from his fuckhole, the bloody puddle. Hash it, plug it up. Hash jam nappy. Wow. <laughs> These... <laughs> that second tweet, I remember when it came through. Oh, fucking made me laugh. <laughs> there's, there's a lot... Of, of very thinly veiled cheerleader jealousy. You jealousy. Know, there's there's this passive aggressive thing to towards our cheerleaders where where people hate on the players but they want to love the cheerleaders. And That's not passive aggressive. They no one no one's <laughs> everyone loves the cheerleaders. Oh, better fucking recognise everyone. No. Everyone loves the cheerleaders. No, the the passive aggressive uh, sex pest comments. Just put it out there. Oh, that's not sex. Pe- that's, Girls, not, that's not passive aggressive, though. That's that's sexual deviance. Look, I'm giving them the like benefit trying of the to be doubt. trying trying to say suspect shit to the girls. I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that Twill Twill Nation members would not be outright, you know, perverts. 
Well, you fucking. But, well, yeah. Well, you 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 already fucked up a long time ago then. Oh, look, you know. Because <laughs> I can tell you, I can name a dozen off the top of my head. <laughs> Outright. <laughs> Maybe I'm living in denial here, but but for the for the sake of such wonderful, wonderful representatives of of the cheering profession, mm-hmm. uh, such as the the Penrith Panthers have, um, they come they come with a package, you know. Uh, they come with the players, so you can't be dissing the players and expect the cheerleaders to get on board. Such wonderful, upstanding, moral girls, Nat, um, uh, Jess, and, and the rest. It's and the rest and the rest. Okay, interesting. Well, interesting that the first name that didn't come to the, you know, that came it wasn't Danny. That's I mean, just saying. I look. I, I don't fan. practice favoritism. I do. Um, yeah, and, and more than welcome. But uh, you know, we're, we're a family at the Panthers, uh, so so the girls are, are on board with the Panthers. If you want them to get on board with you, you got to be on board with the pew pew pew. Utter bullshit. And the reason why the evidence I'll give you to that is that not even the uh, the two most amazing Penrith cheerleaders weren't even in the fucking country when this game took place. Where were they? Danny and Nat went over to Hawaii, <laughs> flew out that day. Oh, well, you know, they were probably expanding international relations. And if you want to keep up with their Hawaiian adventures, get on Instagram. Yowza. Brisbane Broncos 16 defeated the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 8 at ANZ, just over 16,000 in attendance. The Broncos 16 came from tries to Daniel Vito, Sam Thiday, Adam Blair. Corey Parker got a conversion. Jordan Kahu with a conversion. Doggies 8 points came from tries to Josh Morris and Sean Lane. And that's the fuck, that's it. Yeah, look, origin time for both teams. It it was always going to be a, a game that wasn't the best quality. Um, Generously, you say it's a, it was it was a dour affair. Yeah, uh, but yeah, going back to your point before, would you rather have uh, origin reps or or Kiwis or Poms? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you look at what the Queensland reps did after that game. Fight up after the yeah. I mean, well, yeah. that was Queensland reps versus you know thoroughly demoralised New South yeah. Wales reps. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think one thing that, that Wayne Bennett brings with him, and he's probably the only coach in, in the league that does this, is he brings um, you know, a, a little bit of fear of losing your spot. Yeah. I can't think of too many other teams where if you're not up to scratch, you're dropped. No matter who you are, no matter if you're a club captain or an ex-club captain or a, you know, whoever, yep. if you are not performing, if you're not doing your job, you're not running out. Yep. Um, I think Wayne Bennett's a very good leader of men. I'm not sure he's one of the greatest rugby league minds that have ever coached the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in the modern game, being a leader of men is is the crucial part of the role. Yep. Um, so you, you look at the Broncos, and they were just that little bit more polished than the Dogs. Um, they understood what they had to do, and even when they made mistakes, they made sure that they, they didn't pay for them. Um, look, the Dogs are a fairly methodical team, but unfortunately when you're, when you're relying on defence-making mistakes against a team like the Broncos, um, you're going to end up losing games. Yeah, much vaunted forward pack. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of weary bodies in the Broncos side. That, and just the desperation, like you saw at the end of the, end of the game there, the, the Doggies were looking... I mean, I think the clock had something like 78 you know, 40, so, so he's like under a minute and a half left. Yep. And still Sam Thiday is putting his body on the line, making fucking one-on-one yeah. goal line goal line hits, you know, try-saving tackles yeah. and shit like that. I mean, and Sam Thiday, you're talking about the guys getting dropped. I mean, he was in the, he was on the shit list at the start of the season. Spot on. And, and he had to start from the bench for a little while, and, yep. you know, he had the shits for a little while. But 
I mean, it's a contract year for him, I believe. But despite all that, he's he's played one of the better years of his you know recent career, I think. Yeah, definitely. So can't argue with that. Um, I don't think either team would be particularly happy. I mean, the Broncos would be happy they got the two points. Yep. But I don't think any team would really be that delighted. I think the Broncos' attitude was good, but I think both teams' performances were, were pretty average overall. Yeah. Broncos less so, of course. Uh, Mr. Wars, I want the Broncos to take the next eight weeks off and just play our 20s. We'd still make the eight and win the thing. Everyone else is shit. I'll just put that in there because, you know. Ah, look. Give you know, him my I, voice. I, I know Sam well. Um, yes. And one thing I will I will say for Sam is that he's not a fair weather fan. Um, <laughs> however, he's, he's he lives in Singapore and before that England, and he's been gone for what is this year three? Still a season Broncos member. Still a season ticket holder and not cheap seats. No. Not very cheap very seats. fucking good seats, yes. and he's still paying for it despite the fact that I think he sends his old man along to yep. the games. Yep. Yep. Certainly does. Okay, Frank, <clears throat> if you're listening. Um, but he's one thing that he he does have is uh, is overconfidence. <laughs> I think he's you just know? a fucking gronk when they're winning. Like he's never you can never dispute the his support. Like he is always a staunch supporter. But when they're winning, he just goes full fucking full fucking Samuel. Yeah, he does, but but for good reason. You know, <laughs> um, he was one of the ones that was upset about Hook getting hooked. Yeah. You know, yeah, true. Um, he he's not a blind. I read the Courier Mail, and anything the Courier Mail says is good. Yep. Um, style of Bronco fan, um, which is all you can ask for. Yep. Uh, Sky underscore W eighty two. Eat, sleep, hunt, milf, repeat. Hash Bronx Nation. Hash so far so good. Hash twelve weeks to go. And then he's messaged me and said, "Look, I need. I want a shirt. Like eat, sleep, hunt, milf." Repeat. Eat, sleep, hunt, milf. Yeah, repeat. But I hope Azio's not looking at his tweets. <laughs> yeah, so so anyway, I've made that shirt for him, and um, we've sold about half a dozen of them, I think. So as with everything else, uh, Broncos fans, it's it's all, it's great when you put a new shirt out for a new fan base because it becomes like a, a point of pride for the fan base, or you know, it becomes a real measuring stick for me to see how shit they are. So, for example, <laughs> Run TMB, that shirt was ready to go round one this season, pretty much. We've been pumping it since round one, so, you know, 20 weeks of the show. Yeah, months. It was only like a month ago that we actually got across the line and filled the pre-order to produce it. A week before that, that pre-order line was reached, I did a manly one. It was the day that DCE backflipped. That was completely filled a week before the Tigers mm. won, and it started... It, it was completely filled within 10 days, I believe, if that... So the Manly fan base, spot on. Tigers fan base, pretty ordinary, especially considering there's you know, a very heavy Tigers flavour of the show. Yeah, half of the look, Broncos fans. The ultimate point of view is Manly fans, Silver Spoons, Tigers fans, Chorzy Battlers. Yeah, but I mean, Cam, the 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 west the west side of the merger, the you know the cashed up ones apparently. On Thursdays, every second mm. Thursday. <laughs> so Broncos fans. And other teams will get their turns over over the weeks. You know, not maybe not this year, but you know, it, it will come around, and every team will have their chance to prove that they've got a, a non-shit fan base. Broncos, so far, I'm underwhelmed, but it hasn't been diabolical. It's been okay, but I would expect that you know, being on top of the ladder, just had a just had another good win. You buoyed by Origin, and so on and so forth. I would expect that thing to last a week, maybe, before I get it into production. So we'll see how shit your fan base is. Oh, you know, with with Broncos fans, though, you've got to take into account with a Manly fan. 
let's say somebody says, I'm going to buy one shirt for my dad and one shirt for my uncle, mm-hmm. you're going to sell two shirts. Yeah. Broncos fan, you're only going to sell one. <laughs> GT351 underscore Johns. Ah, shit game, shit weather, shit ref. Bronx players that look like they wanted to be elsewhere tonight. Oh, well, shit happens. Indeed. And the base chapo. Oh, look, add rain and ANZ turns into a life-size model of Hope Solo's vagina. <laughs> Hash big, wet, cold. And I think it's interesting, and you're seeing a lot of fans do this, but ANZ, the surface there is fucking horrible. And people want to talk shit about Brookvale. Yeah. <laughs> tell you, it's luscious now. Yeah. ANZ has been shit. The very, the very game after the Manly game where it was really fucked up, like early in the season... It's been fucked since then, ANZ. Yep. But you're not hearing a wholesale fucking let's rip people out of ANZ and take them back to their fucking yeah. other ground. No. No. The New Zealand Warriors 28 defeat the Melbourne Storm 14 at Mount Smart in front of a crowd of just over 17,000. Good crowd there. Warriors 28 points came from a double to Lola Hare. Sean Johnson, Fusatua, Bodine Thompson also with tries. Sean Johnson, three or five conversions and a penalty goal defeating the Storm 14. Try to Corabetti and a double to Kenneth Bromwich. Cameron Smith, one of three conversions. Mm-hmm. Um... I thought this was a really entertaining game. Yeah. Um, you know, look, I'm, I'm a fan of good running rugby league, um, and Sean Johnson does that. Mm-hmm. He's doing um, it at the moment. And and I'll say that to you. Run, 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 run. Um, there were a couple of rocks and diamonds moments in the Warriors. I think the difference between a big Warriors win uh, and a Warriors loss is how they react to the rocks. And, and this game, they were pretty good with them. Obviously, for the Storm, um, no Slater hurts them in spirit uh, and I I think the the Corabetti Corridor might have a few more passengers up it if Billy Slater's not there in cover um, and he's lost he's lost pace uh, and he's not the surprise attack weapon you know with the surprise inside ball close to the ruck and that sort of thing that, that he has been in years gone by but defensively he's still you know very safe and exactly you know. and, and I think again Billy Slater whilst um, whilst he has lost that and and um, you know, I think he's a an okay fullback now. Yep. Uh, he's still an excellent cover defender, and he's smart enough to realise that okay, we have a deficiency up this side. And in a lot of the Melbourne Storm games, you'll see him covering up um, places where Corabetti should be, or should be jamming in, or shouldn't be allowing space. Um, you know, Corabetti scored one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did stop one technically, just you know, sort of sticking his arms up in the air, and it's only because he's nine foot tall. Uh, but how many did the Warriors score down that side? Exactly. Was it three? Yep. Yep. So, About that. you know, at, at the end of the day, um, his maths don't add up. That's right, and that's what you need. You need you want a break-even game from Corabetti, you know, if you can possibly You'd be happy it. with break-even. You'd be yeah. ecstatic with yeah. break-even. Um, I think the the Storm were a little bit lazier, you know, more arm tackles than I'm used to seeing from the Storm. Um, but the Warriors, when they're running, uh, I don't know too many teams that are going to defend against them putting a lot of points on. Yeah. Yep. And as long as Sean Johnson's doing the thing that he's supposed to be doing, this is the thing he's supposed to be doing from round one. Uh, you know, we're talking, you know, like Dally M winner and that sort of thing. Now he's putting it together. Um, <clears throat> GT351 Johns. Oh, actually, no, before we get a twist, it'd be remiss of us not to talk more about, uh, about Nathan Friend, the most unheralded player in the side, doesn't have a contract for next year. They've bought Isaac Luke. I mean, he's clearly going to be on the outer. And yet, he jumps up for the first time. In his words, the first time he's ever jumped up to contest a bomb in his career. 
not only does he do that, he doesn't jump up and, and bat it back because he obviously doesn't know what the fuck he's doing when it comes to the bomb. He he catches it, falls backwards over a player from midair. He's tumbling backwards, throws it back between his legs, and you can see he's actually got his legs closed. And then he's like, "I'm going to throw it back," so he sort of fucking stars, throws it, then still manages to tuck his head and you know, land sort of in a you know I guess a, a press up position. And from there, it goes across you know a couple more passes wide to the right, and then they're in for a try remarkable and of all the people all the plays you think you know like a Sean Johnson or you know, Benji Marshall play of the some, round. some amazing like a Jonathan Thurston thing a play of the round thing but it's not even a play of the round this thing's going like you know on Sports Centre in the States and like it becomes one of these things that goes worldwide Nathan Friend look I'm not sure I read that article you're referring to about yep. him going worldwide and going viral he got uh, number one on Sports Centre's top ten plays of the day yeah so, he had 30 seconds of fame on one TV show in America. Yeah. We love to latch onto that shit oh, yeah. and say, oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're worldwide. Um, you know, it looked good. Uh, in the, I'm going to be a Debbie Downer and say that sort of thing. <laughs> he He's he's 50-50 away from, from having a similar situation to, to Alex McKinnon. Um, I don't know whether that was coincidence that it was the Melbourne Storm again uh, or whether the football yeah. gods actually do hate them. It's a little bit. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's but, it's a long bow. It's a long bow, though. I mean, yes, yes, flipping yourself puts you in in danger of you know potential. Yeah. Neck 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 injury. However, no one flipped him. He flipped himself. He certainly did. And I actually think that the that most of the flipping was a perfectly conscious decision that he made on his yeah, part definitely. because the Storm guy, yeah, no, yeah, he was a dude. He was a blocker. Yeah. He was just there. He, he back to the play and like yeah. he flipped out his back. So, I mean, there was absolutely nothing um, involved or nothing he could do about it. And um, But uh, it, it is interesting. <coughs> if you watch the replay of it, yep. when he flip, when he comes down and flips, yeah. um, the Melbourne Storm players all freeze. Yeah. They all stop moving and the ball goes out the back. Yeah. And there's probably a good two seconds that the Warriors are running with the ball. Yeah. No Melbourne Storm player moves. And that's the difference you between know, scoring that's the difference and try. Between and try. Yeah. Play to the whistle. There you go. Um, and we are with these tweets here. GT351 underscore Johns. That Warriors vs. Storm game was one of the most entertaining games this year. Warriors look great when on Sinal. Well done to them. Michael Darren79. I think Cooper Cronk practices his interview answers in the mirror before he goes to sleep every night. I think that Cooper Cronk's just that kind of guy, to be honest. Mm. I don't know if he practices them. I mean, he just you know, gets on his website and you know writes something. I think Cooper Cronk would refer to himself in the third person. I think so too. Good. I think there's a lot. There's a lot. Like Cooper Cronk seems he's like he's like the Kanye of the NRL. Yeah, <laughs> he seems yeah. one of those dudes just like you know, he could be having a laugh with his mates and then realize the camera's on him and he's just like. <laughs> And it must must appear deep. <laughs> I forgot this is an audio medium. We've both just done the uh, the Kanye, <laughs> the Kanye freeze for <laughs> your camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, it happens all the time. Crown of the Sharks twenty eight pump the St George Illawarra Dragons eight at the tip. Ramondus crowd just under thirteen thousand, and this one the Sharkies twenty eight points came from tries to Fecky, Luke Lewis, Valentine Holmes, Fafita, Andrew, Ben Barber, also uh, Gordon two or three conversions. Holmes got a couple as well. Dragons eight points came from a double to Charlie Runciman. The end. Mm. Um, it was good to see Luke Lewis get over the line. Uh, <laughs> Luke Lewis has been a good form player for the Sharks. So, you know, if not all year, certainly the period of origin, say. And he's the one that gets dropped. Yeah. Um, Could have used a Luke Lewis the other night. You talk about you talk about good 
good statesman of the game. Yep. Um, you know, last year when New South Wales won the series, Luke Lewis was the only Origin player that had already won a series. Yeah. You know, um, unfortunately, he had a bad run with injury and health, and was already it was if he'd have been healthy for all of his games or the majority of games, he'd be you know, third on the list of yeah, something. yeah. And he is he had a lot of time um, out. Um, yeah, a lot of time out, but. Um, very good statesman of the game. Um, you know, the, the couple of times that I've come across him at, at Panthers, Sonic, etc., was always always more than happy to spend time with the fans and especially mm-hmm. with the kids, um, which I think is good. Uh, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's the Sharks versus the Dragons. How much were we expecting out of this one? Especially um, the Dragons when they had this, this massive exodus of players yeah. removed from their lineup before the game yep. in, the, in the hours and you know, leading up to the game. Yeah. Um, the... The highlight of the game was, um, you know, Ben Cray getting absolutely upended and put on his ass by, by the smallest man on the field. You know, uh, you're not the only person who thought that was a highlight of the game. Because yeah. let me tell you, seventy-five percent of the tweets I have are about that yeah, exact so, incident. Um, look, I've read a couple of things about this being a turning point for the Sharks and the Sharks back into form and this and yeah. Barber's reclaiming his Dalian form. Look, I. Yeah, don't get don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, they love going off early. <laughs> they love going off early. Don't get ahead of yourself. The so at some time this week at training, someone will remind them that they are the Cronulla Sharks. Um, <laughs> well, they just walk in and they see the fucking trophy cabinet's empty. Yeah. I mean, that's enough to remind it's them. Like, it's like when you're a kid and you dream that you got that toy that you were wanting and then you wake up in the morning. They'll, they'll walk in and see the Sharkies above it and go, yeah, okay. We're back to reality. <laughs> My Saguna, 85. You know you're a Muppet. You know you're a Muppet forward in Cray when you're about to score and get bent back in a tackle by no other than, no, no other than Ben Barber. He's going hash run EBC. Uh, like, I've never thought of that before, but that's actually <laughs> a really good idea. <laughs> the base of Chapo. Ben Cray now knows what it's like to be Ben Barber's partner. <laughs> ben Dunn, 43. Does Ben Cray have Twitter? I want to remind him to retire because he couldn't put a crease in a paper bag. Sharks fans get lippy when they jag an occasional win. Yeah. Devonhead. The Sharks may have won, but at least we don't have to fill our trophy cabinet with cans of Pepsi, so there's something in it. Matty McP25, a Dragons fan. I'll have you know before I read his tweet. Bigger pussy. Ben Cray, I hope solo. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew I knew after last week we'd get a lot of these. And there is a, there's a pretty much a hope solo tweet for every every game. And uh, Matty McP25 again. So does anyone know if Ronnie Palmer visited the Dragons this week? Hatch turned to biscuits. And they did have a lot of injuries. And I, I believe they're getting a few of them back this week, though. But we'll get into that. Finally, Monday Night Foot Bitch. The mighty Manly Seagulls, 38 to feed the Gold Coast Titans six. The crowd listed officially by the Gold Coast Titans was 9,632. And I can fucking tell you as someone in attendance, there was nothing close to that. Um, the Manly Seagulls, 38 points, came from a double to Tommy Turbo, a double to Jorge, uh, Brett Stewart, Kieran Four, and Willie Mason tries, Jamie Lyon, five of seven conversions. The Titans had a try with about 80 seconds left on the clock to Nathaniel Pateru, and uh, Kevin Gordon kicked the conversion. Now, just the experience around the game. It's a fucking kind of a place to get. Like, if you're coming from Brisbane or any, you know, maybe if you're coming from the Gold Coast because no one ever goes, but it is a prick of a place to get to. Usually what I do is drive down, you know, it takes me an hour and a half to drive down, get off, uh, park the car at the park and ride at Narang Station, catch a train one stop and walk over. And that works pretty well. You're not paying for parking or anything. And, you know, you, you, the trains are frequent enough. So I'd, I'd get down there um, six minutes before the next train that I'd, I'd calculated, and that would have got me there about 22. Mm-hmm. So get off, 
walk up to the platform and over the loudspeaker, uh, due to the you know the high winds and, and things like that, a, a branch had fallen onto the fucking tracks or something somewhere, and there's no trains running. So we haven't decided yet what's going to happen. Probably a bus situation, but yeah, we'll let you know. I was like, well, how fucking prepared is that? I mean, surely it is going to be a bus situation and you have a fleet of buses on the way. There are other options. This is the thing. The way the train line goes is very fucking as the crow flies. It's great. It's like three minutes from the Rang station to Rabina station. I just walked straight on. I said, I I mean, like, you know. Not you know, not poor. So I was like, look, I'm gonna catch. I, I need to get there. I need to get these fucking run D- DCE yeah. shirts to people. I want to. It's already half an hour before kickoff. I want to fucking get there and mingle and shit before the game. Yeah. So I fucking just walked out into a cab and he's like, you sure? And I'm like, well, fuck, yeah. I've got to get there and there's no buses, is there? So the cab, you know, you have to go back to the freeway and it takes fucking ages. Uh, it's like twenty five minute drive. So I mean, yep. thirty dollar cab fare yep. plus. Get in there, go to buy tickets, and they're like the southern end, which is where you know the away supporters bay. Is usually mainly fill that entire southern end closed, closed off. Well, you're fucking kidding. So we've got a ticket on the a ticket on the eastern side. Get around there, and that's where all the manly fans are anyway. Yep. And it was almost like they treated it like general admission. So we yeah. found seats like you know the second row before the the sideline, and just yep. sat down close to the fence. And um, the thing is, the Gold Coast Titans have finally realised that no one goes to their games, and the worst thing. Previously, even though there was no atmosphere so much, I mean, you used to always have fun because, you know, the Manly fans did bring atmosphere. This time, though, the Gold Coast have realised no one comes to the game, so A, they're shutting off areas. So mm-hmm. they shut off an entire end. There's probably about a dozen people down the northern end and um, very, very, very scattered in the corporate western side. And then there was, you know, the majority of the crowd was on the eastern side. Yep. Thing is, though, because they're shutting down ends and stuff, they're also shutting down hospitality. So I don't know this for a fact... But I do know on the eastern side, there was one food outlet open on that side. And usually the experience, like the services and everything at, at the Titans, they're expensive, but they flow really well. Yep. Except when there's only one on each side of the field. And then so at half time, everybody, the line went the length of the field. Yeah. Like to, and so I walked out, I was like, you know, I want to get a hot dog or something. I was like, turn around, fuck that. I ain't got the patience for that. So that was pretty, pretty piss poor. Um Getting back was okay. The trains were still fucked, but, you know, they had buses lined up ready to go to the station, so that was all cool. But that's the worst. The first time I've been down there where I've actually seen the services scaled back to fit the crowd. I mean, you know, it was a Monday night and everything. I get that. But, yeah, it would have pissed a lot of people off, I think. You know, I, I understand that there's, there's deals in place with stadiums and there's this and there's contracts. Stadiums. The stadium in Australia yeah. are, are, are real cunts of, um, of stadium managers, it has to be said. They're very expensive for clubs but you know but to my earlier point about the NRL mm-hmm. realising the value of its product mm-hmm. and going back and saying well no to clubs if you don't fill this many seats and fill this many seats then you must play at these capacity grounds yeah and find somewhere else to play yeah we don't care what that does to your club there's your incentive to get out there and put bums on seats if they no. played somewhere like, you know, I'm trying to think of like what the, the like, you know, Pigamine or, you know, Pizzy Park or, you know, one of those Gold Coast club yeah. grounds, you'd be sitting on grass, but you know what? Who fucking doesn't like sitting on the hill or, you know? Where does the yeah. Southport Q Cup team play? Well, this is a Southport Q Cup, Q Cup team. They got like Burley plays at Pizzy Park and Tweed plays, I think that, do they still play at Pigamine? I don't, I'm not sure. But in any case, they're small, you know, they're, they're, 
like Redcliffe up here, you know, like yeah. the Dolphins, you know, probably yeah. not as good, not quite as good as there, but you know, they're you know ballpark sort of thing. But they'd be, you know, what you put the alleged nine thousand people into that, and put the, probably the actual six thousand in there. Yep, be great. And um, it's just funny you read the reports afterwards and like, oh yeah, this is the. The, the, the majority Titans crowd were booing DC. Well, you know, they got sick of that about 30 minutes into the game when it was 20 nil. Yeah. But um, also, they were streaming out by probably 60 minute mark. Yeah. And I tell you, the composition of the crowd didn't change a lot in that time. <laughs> and I had a good look at the amount of Manly fans there because they all stayed afterwards after the game for probably 10 minutes chanting and stuff. And let me tell you, it, I, the majority wasn't fucking Titans fans. Yeah. And the game itself, finally, finally, shit's clicked sparkling attack the problem with the manly has been the attack i mean they've had some a couple of poor defensive games but generally speaking they've been okay and the, you know the amount of games they've lost by like a field goal or you know like something really small um been a lot of close losses but um and the, the reason is why they're so close is because the attack just hasn't been working finally troops are starting to come back into the side the forwards are still a little bit depleted but the back line is you know dare i say almost looking settled and as a result and with people's contracts and everything all sort of sorted out they're actually starting to play footy again and, uh, you know, do know their roles. Uh, you know, Jamie Lyon appears to be uninjured and he had a fantastic game, you know, length of the field break to set up a try, you know, do a lot of great things. And, uh, yeah, I'm, li- I'm liking it. How how old's Jamie Lyon now? Oh, he's, yeah, probably not as old as you think, hey? 32? Okay. And, and he doesn't look like an elite athlete. He's like the skinniest... No... Is he the fattest, skinniest person, skinny person in the world, or the skinniest fat person? Skinniest not, fat person. I'm not sure because he looks like he, he looks like a fat dude, but yeah. he's clearly not. But see, <laughs> here's the thing: in this game, yeah. Jamie Lyon, who doesn't have a lot of speed, he can run, yeah. but he doesn't have a lot of speed. He doesn't have a lot of agility. Probably doesn't have a whole lot of fitness at his age compared to these guys. How he can just be running around. Two Titans outside defenders yeah. in the centre. Yeah. Absolutely blew my mind. Especially the side of the field where James and Roberts is living as well, isn't he? And I... Oh, no, he was on the other side. No, Sorry, yeah, no, he was on the other side. The other side. Yeah. I watched that... Um, I remember and watched it again probably three or four times just to see if there was something I missed. Yeah. And there was nothing I missed. It was just... Straight through. You know, um, and, and I think that's the, the sign of a team who... Who don't have a lot of confidence, yep. um, who don't really have a set plan, um, and who aren't playing for each other. They're all playing for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, does Gordon's kicking the goals, yeah? Yeah, he, he kicked the goals in this one, yeah. Okay. I would fucking love for him to set up for a goal, like on his webpage. Yeah. Have the webpage about his horse on his shirt. <laughs> No, the Zillman's a horse guy. Oh, Zillman's a horse guy. Gordon's the one with the magic carpet ride down the street. Oh, that's right. And yeah, the rap okay. career. Okay. MC yeah. Kilogram. That's right. No. <laughs> no. But, um, look, there's a lot, a lot, lot to like about Manly's performance. I mean, not going to get too carried away. He was the Titans after all, and they're, they're, they're dead set diabolical. However, even though it was the, tit- the Titans, this is a game you'd think if there's any game this season the Titans are up for, yep. it's this one. Because and you saw that every you know when DC got the ball, the crowd booed for the first thirty minutes. But also the team, the Titans were trying to give him a bit of extra fucking action. And there was a time there where they tried to talus him across the sideline. You know, had about five shots at it and conceded mm. a penalty. Penalty and um, and you know he handled the pressure really well. And uh, and uh, it was just it was it's always fun. You know, 
to be amongst your own people at a game. <laughs> you know, especially if you don't live, you know, near the home ground. Get you out can't there. get that experience every, you know, every uh, every weekend. But uh, yeah, it's good to see um, Brett Stewart. Fucking phenomenal this season. He's been he's been the glue that's kept us competitive when we were losing, and now that it's starting to turn around and people are getting their confidence and combinations back, he's just fucking next level. Tore him apart. Another man of the match effort. Yep. Um, I don't, don't know what more you can say about the guy. I mean, he's an absolute legend, and I hope he plays out in his entire career at Manly um, yeah, forever I, and ever. I don't know what more you can say about him. If uh, if people want to go on and have a look at the NRL replay of it, yep. at the end, they will hear. You know that guy that does the highlights yeah. on the NRL app? Yep. Who is the last person in the world that should be presenting <laughs> anything yep. that needs changes in pitch or yep. in excitement? Yep. Um, <laughs> used the two phrases within about 10 seconds of each other. The snake wriggled free again and Big Willie was out to play. Um, <laughs> so that uh, that was how he described Brett Stewart. Well, it's good to see Big Willie get his try and um, and give it to the crowd afterwards as well. And I'm sure that all, all 12 of the, the people down that end were quaking, <laughs> absolutely quaking in fear. Um, the tweets. Benny27. Like the Falcons got fined for piping in crowd noise to the TV broadcast, I wonder if the NRL can start fining the Gold Coast Titans for holographic fans. Uh, Rev Sunny 101 Do you hear that beeping sound? It's Nate backpedaling on the foreign hatred. Wrong. Forum was fucking hopeless. And the thing that he does that I really, really fucking shits me to tears is the cross kicks to no one when no one realizes it's on. When Jamie Lyon knows it's on and they actually signal each other about it, that's fantastic because Jamie Lyon usually contests the ball well and they, you know, can bat it back and they score a try. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen that way, he just cross kicks it. No one's there on the manly side contesting it because they weren't ready for it. And so the opposing team either pick it up and run length of the field and nearly score. You know, it's happened fucking so many times this season. Stop with the cross kicks, bitch. Just straighten up. Fucking put a grubber in or put, you know, put Mateo in on the left. Mateo, I, I, I bagged the fuck out of Mateo a couple of weeks ago um, for getting involved in the left-hand side of the attack and just putting everything to a stop. He's actually, I see what they're doing now, and he's actually, you know, starting to show a bit more fucking offload mm. flair, and it's actually was starting to work. So all this, I mean, you know, it needs to be tested against, you know, some of the big teams. This week's going to happen, but it's slowly it's coming together. Andy underscore Siegs. Remember when Manly was spoon-bound and Tigers were making a run for undefeated asterisk minor premiers? Good times. I'm Tim McIntyre underscore. What, Manly not good enough to win 40 nil? There was a lot of talk amongst amongst the, the group about 40 nil. We were, we were planning it out, how it was going to happen. Like, just like fucking what we want to happen is Manly go down and attack again. They concede a penalty in front. <laughs> Jamie Lyon gives the ball to DCE to kick the penalty goal from right in front to say, jam it up their asses. 40 nil finish, everyone's happy. And the thing that, that about the finish, and I mean, people who follow me on Twitter would know, um, Lanier on Twitter, um, my mate Kurt, he was uh, he was down at the game with me and uh, he got a footy double on the way in. Yep. The most unlikely footy double you're ever going to see in your life. Yeah. Home team, yeah. nil. Away team, five. So that's Tommy Turbo. Tommy Turbo scores the first try for Manly. About 15 minutes to go, he's like, now I know this is not going to fucking happen. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking, it's not, it's, it's jinxed. <laughs> Titans score their try with fucking, like, less than 90 seconds left on the clock. He was 90 seconds away from winning a fucking footy double <laughs> that never should have even been close to. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was uh, 
the only real heartbreaking incident in the whole game, to be honest. Uh, it's an interesting question. Who did yes. you say was man of the match, remind me, in this one? I think Brett Stewart was man of the match, from what I heard. I mean, obviously, when you're at the ground, you don't really yeah. get... Uh, that was what people were saying. Who was. would you have picked as man of the match? I probably would have, I probably would have picked him as man of the match, too. You wouldn't have picked Jamie Lyon? Well, Jamie Lyon was very good, but I think like, Brett Stewart, this, this, when you're watching it, we were almost at ground level when we were watching it, which is great to like get in the, the atmosphere of the game stuff, but it's fucking terrible for seeing how shit unfolds. So yeah. I had to actually watch it today. Because I've, I've heard a lot of rumblings lately, and they're getting louder and louder and louder, that there are um, big collusions in Man of the Match awards. I believe it 100%. Um, I believe it. State of Origin 2 is a perfect example. Aaron Wood statistically, by every possible metric, statistically yeah. and just objectively from watching a game of football, he's he was the man of the match. Yep. And then they go, who they give to Jennings? Jennings. Like, mm. Absolute rule. And like, and, and Aaron Wood just paid some fucking stupid, like $51 for man yep. of the match. And a lot of people I know were on that and yep. would have won a lot of money yep. if it had to come through. And, but, you know, there's some brain-dead dickhead like, you know, Andrew Johns or fucking some idiot decides they're the man of the match. Yeah. Because the thing... No, actually, sorry, I take it back, Joey. Joey gave Aaron Woods three daily yep. points for that game. Spot on. It was whoever was judging the... Whoever's the judging mind. man of the match. Yeah, gave it so, to, to Jennings. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone else has noticed it. And to be honest, I haven't put that much thought into it. It was only yeah. after the, uh, the State of Origin 2 thing, and I heard some other rumblings from a mate... Yeah. Um, Absolute raw. ...last week yeah. that there are... Big collusions between the uh, the gambling outfits and Channel Nine's Man of the Match. Well, I mean, they you know Joel Kane's on there spruiking the the, the markets mm-hmm. and everything at the start of the game and after half time. So, yeah, I, I hate Man of the Match fucking markets because it's so tempting, and even if they do everything that they need to do, yeah. it doesn't happen. So it's yep. bullshit. Um, Paul Mac underscore 78. I just broke the world record for saying the phrase for fuck's sake in an 80 minute period. Tyne's completions were fucking horrible to call, I think. At Cruzy 06, no doubt the non hostile reception DCE should have gotten didn't reach full potential. Full doesn't exist in the Seabus dojo. Andrew, at Andrew Smyrny, that game was like having blue balls for 18 weeks and finally unleashing your load. Just so happens it was the Titans receiving it. <laughs> <laughs> Previews for round 19 of the uh, 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. And the first game, Friday night football. Parramatta Eels take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs at ANZ. Um, I think the the Doggies will get this one just based on how unimpressed they would have been with their effort last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Desi's kick doors off hinges and, and I'm sure they would have gotten something close to that after the game um, Parramatta I I don't think are settled enough at the moment to to really get over the top of a determined dogs pack mm-hmm. um, you know the, the dogs aren't the most creative team in the competition but I think they've got enough to uh, to roll over the Parramatta side Hodkinson back from his resting in quotes. I mean, whether he was actually, you know, needed a rest or, you know, obviously the experiment with uh, Reynolds and Mbai, it's not quite that time yet. So Desi's brought Hodkinson back in, which is interesting because he kind of said to the media that he didn't really know where he stood after signing with the Knights. Mm -hmm. And um, look, it's funny. I was looking at the Eels' recent record and they're actually 
not going badly, although it feels like they are. Uh, but the, you know, with the, in amongst the buys and everything, it's you know, it's all wins lately for the yields. However, I'm just going to pick the dogs because they were they were so disappointing last week when they had a golden opportunity to beat a, you know, like a weary, you know, a partially weary Broncos side. Yep. Um, so look, I I think the dogs have to win. They need to get back on track. Otherwise, you know, they're not done. Obviously, points wise on the ladder, they're not done for the season. But I just think. A game like this against a, a side that you know is kind of do or die in Parramatta. You know, if they can't win this, then you know they probably don't have any business really contending at the end of the season. So uh, doggies, mine for mine. Yep. Melbourne Storm versus the Penrith Panthers down in Melbourne at Amy Park. The other Friday night game. Um, I think if if given the opportunity, we've got the the skills and the the talent on the park to play a very similar style that the Warriors played. Um, you know, attacking attacking up our right side uh, with Fare depends on who's fit and who's outside him. Yep. Uh, for that game, um, Melbourne were, were obviously down on troops last week. Uh, Billy's not back, so they've still got some issues defensively. We showed the week before that we can we can match it with the heavy hitters, um, but I think we're going to have to score a lot of points to to beat Melbourne. Uh, I'm going with the Heart Panthers in a uh, in a blowout. In a blowout, okay. In a, in um, a blowout. Look, it's the same seventeen that was smashed by the Roosters at home. Melbourne's a tough road trip for most sides. You know, the you know for you know, any side really. Um, well, Manly obviously got him down there, but you know, for most other sides, it's a tough, it's a tough trip. Cameron Smith's three hundredth game. It's a, a milestone game for Cameron Smith. I think that'll lift the entire side. They'll want to, you know, they've lost four in, four in a row, and they that never that's unheard of in the Craig Bellamy era. And um, funny, you go back, and their last win was the Panthers. There you go. So in, in uh, way back in round thirteen. Ouch. So look. I think Penrith, they certainly have the talent to do it. I mean, they're starting to, you know, they've yeah. got some of their spine back in place. I heard that DWZ is out. He's got like a collapsed lung or something. He's listed in fullback position here. Ooh. I don't know I don't know who's going to replace him. I mean, cause that's only something I saw tonight before uh, we started recording. Mm. So, I, I, you know, he, it's not like he's Brett Stewart or anything. I mean, he's a promising young player. But yeah, it's not like he's Matt Moylan and, and or he's someone not, yeah, like that. He's not you know? a, our permanent number one either. But yep. um, yeah, again, it's it's the uh, the year of Ronnie Palmer. Um, <laughs> the, you can you can spend your whole season crying about the games we should have won if we had the troops. But um, I think if there's ever a time we're going to get over the top of Melbourne, it's now when yep. they're uh, when they're a little bit wounded, um, when they've lost four in a row, they might be down on a little bit of confidence. Yep, uh, and. Uh, and I'm uh, hoping, praying, I'll uh, I'll take suggestions on any deities I haven't heard of to sacrifice animals to that we get over the top. Canberra Raiders take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at GIO. Home game for the Raiders. That's what put it over the edge for me. I'm tipping the Raiders in this one. Um, it's It was a toughie. The, the Raiders are playing well. Blake Austin's playing well. He can't win every game for them. And they still let in double digits uh, against Newcastle. Yep. Um, the Sharks are the Sharks, and and although they had a, a very good win, albeit over a depleted Dragon side, um, I, th- I think that uh, that Canberra will will be able to pull off enough just to uh, to get over the top of them. 
Look, I've got the Raiders tipped here. Some weird things in there, like Joey Leilua, he's uh, making his return to the side via the interchange bench. So does that mean he's going to get some time in the forwards? I'm not sure. Kurt Baptiste has been named in the seven, uh, given they've lost uh, Sam Williams for a number of weeks with a pec injury. Sam Williams has actually been you know, very good for them in the mm. seven and a good foil for Blake Austin. So yep. I wonder if the, you know, how badly that's going to affect them or what's going to happen. I don't know if Baptiste is going to be seven for the game. So I, I think Ricky's playing a bit of mind games there and there'll be a yeah. shuffle and that won't be the side we see. And I, and I said I've tipped the Raiders, but then I look at it and I look at the, the fact that, you know, Gallon's playing for the Sharks for once. Um, you know, for feeders there, the Sharkies, their form has been pretty good except for the time they got smashed by Manly. So... I'm almost convincing myself that the, the Sharks are going to win, but at the moment I'm on the Raiders, and I think I'll, I'll I'll pick and stick. But yeah, I think it's a lot closer than I thought it was when I was actually writing my tips out. The Newcastle Knights take on the Gold Coast Titans at uh, Hunter Stadium, home game for the Knights. This one is Spooner Palooza right here. I mean, the Titans aren't you know they're they're not quite spoon position yet, but they, I think they're only a game ahead of the the Knights though on the table, so. They probably can't afford to have too many losses. I mean, they almost feel like they're in, in tanking mode at the moment as if they're going to get like a first draft pick for, mm. to get uh, one of the halves. Um, someone probably should have a word to them about that. That's not actually going to happen. They don't get given a, a draft pick. Um, oh, it's, it's just both these teams are terrible. The Knights have been worse. The Knights traditionally I want to say traditionally have a good record and you know Hunter's a good ground for them there they had a you know a very strong home advantage um Titans got Bird back I don't think he can make the rest of them you know cure the, the case of you know hands like penises um <laughs> it's tough I want to say Newcastle because they're the home team with no confidence because neither team neither it's one of these games where neither team really gives you a reason yeah um I, I get that as well this, this game is going to be one of two things. It's either going to be the the hope solo of, of rugby league entertainment, as in stuff goes goes in, doesn't come out. Um, or, given the defensive record of both these teams recently, it's going to be an absolute tri-fest. Spectacular 50-48. Um, and, and when you get people like Uate and, and Roberts on the field, it has the potential for some flashy rugby leagues. Um, I'll watch the highlights. I probably won't watch the game. Uh, I... I <laughs> I think Newcastle, being at home, um, the Titans got smashed by Manly last week. Um, they fucking write websites about how much they love horses. It's there's nothing good. To, there's nothing to like about the Titans at all. Manly, uh, Newcastle. St George Illawarra Dragons take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs on uh, Saturday night at the SCG. This one. So this is one of the uh, the infamous. Dragons home games that have been moved to a you know a, a non-core home venue, yep. which the members are so pissed off about. Uh, Dragons they get some troops back this time. Benji's back, uh, Dugan's back, Frizzell's back, and uh, Thompson as well. And so that's some that's some key fucking. All of those players have contributed this season a lot to to their winning streak. They they had their winning streak and they've lost uh, five in a row now though, and they really need to turn it around. And unfortunately, I don't think South of the team they're really going to. Do it against. Um, they've got. Uh, they've lost Isaac Luke to suspension, so that's not great. But other than that, you know, they should they, be they, used to that by now. They welcome back uh, Greg Inglis, of course, and uh, and the most important thing there is with Greg Inglis returning. Alex Johnson is not in the fullback position. Yep, and that's a that's a, that's a key 
key positional change for South, and that it was almost that alone that uh, that put me on them for the game. Yep. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I don't think the Dragons have have the the quality to get over the top of Souths. Um, they'd be quite aware that if they're going to make another run to back up their Premiership, it needs to start now. Um, so they'll be under no illusions that every game from here on in is important, uh, not only for their own, own confidence, but also for positioning come into the season. So I think the Rabbits will get this one fairly easily. Sydney Roosters take on the New Zealand Warriors at Allianz Sunday afternoon, 2pm. And this one? Well, the Warriors... This this is game is... A, uh, look, on paper you go, wow, it's an amazing game. This is the match of the round, probably, as far as form teams and things like that. But... I saw rumours on Twitter today that not only is uh, Simon Mannering looking to be uh, injured, but also Sean Johnson limped off training today. Ooh, okay. And so if that happens, look, I think the I think East would be the favourites, and I think yep. I would expect East to win anyway. Yep. However, if those two guys are out, especially Johnson, then it's almost the lock of the round that the Roosters would win. Yeah, um, you you would expect the Roosters to be the victors in this round. Um, however, the the usual foil for teams that like to control things completely in a game is a is a team that you just cannot control, and it's that's the, the Warriors trip, yeah. at the moment. Uh, if Johnson plays, if there are a few more diamonds than there are rocks, um, the the Warriors have the potential to get over them. I still think the Roosters will be too strong. Yep. Sunday afternoon. The Brisbane Broncos take on the West Tigers for the Glen Blakely Fairweather Cup Sunday 4pm and of course meet up at Hotel LA prior to that. Have some drinks, have some food, meet some of the people that you, uh, you've heard their Twitter handles read out on the show and uh, get around them. Now, this one. Justin Hodges comes back for the Broncos. Tig Pies. Simona back. Brooks back. That means drink water's out. And uh, Keefe Galloway is back in, but, you know. Oh, Keefe ain't what he used to be. No, he's not. Robbie Farrer, not named. That's a plus. I think so. I, I really think it is. But I think Tim Simona in the size of the is, is a very big plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you would have to have a, a crystal ball or a DeLorean and have gone to the future and know that the Tigers will win and then come back in time uh, with that knowledge if you were going to tip the Tigers for this game. Yes. And in fact, I'll go one step further. Uh, listener um, at Ernie Oz, he sent us an email earlier in the week and on some footy tipping competition that he's involved in, I think he tipped the round last week, and as a result, Crown Bet or someone gave him a $20 free roll. Yep. And he said, look, I'm not a gambler. But, you know, maybe you could use it or, you know, someone. I'm like, well, you know what? Well, do. I'm not a member of Crown Bet. I'll sign up and I'll cash that $20 free bet. Yep. And I'll just fucking start rolling it under shit. And if we end up with some money for charity or something, yeah, you know, then so be it. So, because I don't want to blow it first round, first week, <laughs> and, I, and I am going to just, like, fucking just all in, every, you know, just keep trying to multiply this shit up. Let it ride, baby. Let it ride. Let it ride. And so the Broncos are like a dollar fifteen for this, and there's no value in that for me. Broncos thirteen plus is only about a dollar forty or something like that. No value in that. So I ended up finding the line about two dollars to um, get the Broncos by sixteen plus. I think that is eminently achievable. The only other line I wanted, uh, Crown Bet, don't give you a line uh, like I wanted to say like thirty plus. 
Wow. But they only had like they only had segments yeah. like thirty to thirty five or something yeah, like that. Okay. And like that's hard to hit. Yep. I mean that was like the funny thing is, Broncos by thirty, it was only like eleven dollars. When we're saying that when Tigers Tigers you know by by five to nine was seven dollars like and that was the lowest one for the yeah, Tigers. Okay. So the Broncos are expected to win handsomely. I think the Broncos will fucking win easily. The only um, thing that's going to affect the Broncos winning this game yeah. is if Little Miss Meth Dealer goes and steals any more of their cars and they physically can't get to the game and they don't have enough players to play and they have to forfeit. Yeah, that's but they the, want that they want that KFC man of the match money to get a new car. True. So they'll be striving their hardest. They would have to forfeit to lose this game. Yeah, is what I'm trying Sunday, to say. Sunday afternoon game. The Broncos don't get a lot of non-Friday, not Friday games. Um, it's hopefully, it's going to be a beautiful sunny winter day. Yep. All the festivities and things in the in the courtyards outside, and everyone's yep. going to be having a great old time. And I just think that everything, the stage is set for for the Broncos yeah. to slaughter the hapless Tigers and uh, opportunity for the Tigers to uh, to blood some fresh young number nine meat. Which can only be good for their future. Yeah, I mean, they're starting with, I think it's starting with Hallitow, aren't they? Yeah, they're starting with Hallitow, and they've got uh, Sherrington there. But this is the thing. They've looked, uh, apart from the Manly game, they've actually looked good with Sherrington. Yeah. I think Sherrington actually brings a little bit something more to these youngsters. Yep. And maybe it's because there's combination from back in the day when they, they played together Who or knows? something. I don't know what it is. but Farrah, I think Farrah could, could be becoming this kind of Gallon-esque player where ultra-experienced ultra fucking solid player yeah but ultra experienced but ultra losing. hogging the but ultra like hogging you know on the experienced fucking guy yeah no so I'm taking and not, and not letting the young guys let it ride you know what I mean but you, you look at a player like Robbie Farron a player like Luke Lewis yep right the difference in them is humility Luke Lewis was humble enough to go to Gus Gould mm-hmm. long may he reign and say to him <laughs> Gus I'm not enjoying my footy I've been playing for a long time. I've won premierships. I've played for Australia. I've won State of Origin series. I'm done. Yeah. And Gus said to him, no, you're not. You need a different environment. Go here. Robbie Farrar doesn't listen to anybody's advice but Robbie Farrar. Yeah. You know, and that's the issue. And while that happens, um, he'll continue to be a drain on the club that, uh, that once gave him the opportunity to win a premiership. Luke and Lewis ain't opened up a restaurant. No. No way. You it's know, called humility. If he, if he did, it'd be the greatest fucking restaurant ever because all it would serve is sausages and bits of bread Yeah. and your only option would be onions. And what would you call it? Bunnings Car Park? Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so Broncos 16 plus is, is my tip to be very specific. That's what I'm, uh, what I'm riding and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have something to give to Jerry. I'll, I'll probably fucking blow it next week if this wins, but... Did you watch the Tigers? I'll fucking they'll they'll lose in Golden Point or something just to cut me. Okay, <laughs> and Monday night foot bitch again, Ugh, showcasing the finest in the rugby league world with the mighty Manly Sea Eagles taking on the North Queensland Cowboys. A rookie, this one. For some reason, um, Denamus Louis is uh, is is back in the Manly lineup, and in fact, mm. in the starting lineup, Jaden Hodges then goes to nineteen. Oh, and like Jaden Hodges. He's not rocks and diamonds, but he's just he's he is inconsistent in the sense that he hasn't a lot of, had a lot of time in first grade to make his mark yeah. felt. But he was fucking good the other night, and I actually liked when he was on in place of Matt Ballin. I think it was it was getting back to like the 2011 situation where you know we had guys we used to you know we'd swap Ballin with with Bure and yep. we, and we swap Ballin, Ballin with Heath Lestrange and. Yep. Mixing it up like that, I think it's fucking great. I mean, because Ballon, you can't afford to not have him in the side because the guy's just such a reliable defender in the Correct. middle. And, and when you need that, when you've got you know underpowered forwards, 
but uh, you know Hodges has something he brings something to the table and um, I'd like to see him make side I I honestly miss the era of the super sub yep I really do I think it brought a new dimension to the game it was exciting times it's Um, coming back don't worry about it when they reduce the interchanges it'll come back uh, you get these guys 80 minute forwards have to be 80 minutes by virtue of the fact that they can't get as many breaks yep and then you'll see the super subs start to come back and open them up. In or you'll the see the peptides increase. Yeah. So now, I mean, this is a tough tough game against the Cowboys. Uh, Manly, in North Queensland, one of the toughest road trips, lost on a field goal. Yep. You know, not you know, six weeks ago or something like that. So it's it's not like that. You know, the Cowboys are going to hold any real fear for them. Um, obviously, the attack started to click together again against the Titans last week. That'll be a real confidence builder. And... Um, yeah, I guess we'll see how uh, Thurston goes if he kicks on from Origin or if he uh, has a bit of a hangover. Uh, you know, Queens, you know, North Queensland Cowboys got a lot to play for in the sense of they need to keep in touch at the top of the table. Plus, they need to sort of consolidate or seal, a, you know, a top four position. Uh, Manly, you know, they just got to keep on winning and let shit take care of itself. So, you know, high stakes game, possibly matches around, especially if the Warriors one's affected by injury. And uh, of course, Manly going to keep on trucking. On their run, see the article in the paper that now they've they've plummeted to five dollars to make the eight. <laughs> they were ten dollars about probably ten eight to ten weeks ago. That's where your money should have been on. Oh no, I got on at ten dollars, but <laughs> unfortunately, this this free roll only just came. I'm I'm not going to bet on them at five dollars now because I mean the value's been sucked out of it. They were like eight dollars last week, so and you know and after this week they'll probably be closer to you know three or four dollars and and one win out of the eight. Yeah, look, I think the um, it doesn't really matter what happens for the Cowboys for the rest of the year. If they make it to the final, the NRL's got some conspiracy where they, they bundle them out every year, don't they? Yeah, it's, you know, um, whether it's a, an imaginary knock-on by a wife-beater or, you know, yeah. seven tackles or whatever. So, uh, look, again, I think Manly are just starting to come into uh, to a purple patch um, and they'll be too good over a Cowboys outfit down at Brookie. And uh, Manly could play a lot of top teams on the way home, so if they can make the eight... After beating, like, you know, a lot of those teams, you know, it'll put them in good well, stead. I mean, they're not the team that usually has to make a run. Who's Manly coming up against? Because they have had a very, very soft draw. We get to have a... Well, we've for, had, for the entire uh, we've season had, so far. We've had absolutely kind of a draw. However, um, it's and, and even on the way home, it's a bit of a prick. But what one thing we do have in our advantage is that we've got, like, four home games out of, like, the last six. Yeah, so, okay. So we've got um, we've got Cowboys coming up. We've got the Broncos at home, but it's Central Coast, but that's still we go okay there. Yeah. Um, I think we've got the Warriors and Canberra away, but other than that, we're playing uh, like Parramatta at Brookvale. So it's a fairly soft draw. What you're well, saying there is it's a very soft draw for Manly. Warriors away is could you know, could be tough. I think the Canberra game, you know, I had the Titans game pen- penciled in for a win. You know, I didn't, yep. know, I didn't think it was going to be that massive, but uh, I think you know the Canberra game. I've got that penciled in. Um, and you know, if we can win the Brookie games, that's all we really need to do. If we can keep, if we can win all the Brookie games, then we're sorted. Yeah. But you know, win the other ones, and we could actually challenge for top five. Believe it or not. <laughs> and look, considering how soft your draw is, I think it's a distinct possibility. So yeah. I've been waiting well, twelve months to say that to you. <laughs> yeah, you can, you, can, you can say it, but unfortunately, you've got absolutely nothing to back that up, though, other than the fact you're just saying it over uh, and over again. Most of my life in denial. <laughs> okay God, no, I don't. I don't think that word. That, that, that word. That, that word you keep saying. I don't think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Thank you.
that is full time for episode 197. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. Uh, make sure you do what you always do and hit the like button and share our posts and put comments on there. Help us out, spread the word, your legends. Um, this week, a couple of reviews. I have one by um, someone by the name of Educated NRL Hipster Coffee Sipper. Bravo, sir. Five stars. Each week, I ensure I have a Vendi iced latte and the latest release, Funko Pop, as I sit down for two hours of fun and banter with those young scallywags, Nate and Glenn. Sure, I enjoy the delightful chats on lifestyle topics and oh, how we laugh at poor Glenn's clown phobias, but I pleasantly tune in each week for some of the finest NRL footy talk on the internet. The language may be a tad fruity, but that's because they're Manly and Tiger fans. Their podcast rates 10 goonbags on the goonbag scale. I've not heard that scale before, but um, maybe someone from Western Sydney can help us out. Oh, look, Jared. That's a goonbag scale. That's a scale. Now, I had someone uh, send us, I don't know if they tweeted us or Facebooked us, they, you know, I'd left a review for you on the US store. And it's been like a, a problem over the years. You know, when you logged into the, uh, the iTunes store in your local area, you see the reviews, but you don't see the reviews that other people put yep. up there. So I thought what I'll do is I'll just fucking cruise around and just kept changing my store. And I cruised to the England one yeah, and nice. I cruised to America and Japan and I just sort of threw a New Zealand. Yep. Apologies to New Zealand listeners. There was like a fucking dozen reviews in there that I've never seen in my life. So the last one was in 2013, so I didn't really want to bring up old shit, but I do appreciate every single one of those reviews, guys. Um, found one in the UK, though. From And luckily, it was only a, a week ago. Armchair Warrior. Outstanding work by the Australian Arts Council. Five stars. Having listened since the days when podcasts took longer to download than listen to, it's finally dawned on me that this is clearly a strategic initiative by the Australian Arts Council to reach the, the blue-collar Aussie males. Under the guise of rugby league podcasts, they have over the years covered topics as diverse as LGB politics in the Polynesian community, high Japanese culture, domestic violence, along with the current topic of male grooming. To top it off, choosing Nate and Glenn to represent the show only proves that Tourette's Syndrome need not be a barrier to career in broadcasting. This is a podcast not to be missed in the highlight of my list week ps thanks for the membership package it arrived in blighty last week safe and well martin thank you martin that's an excellent review and i found one in the usa as well which was um from this week too it's just lucky i actually did the village and then swung around because these ones would never have been seen one of the best sports podcasts period five stars from fred t jane Followed the NRL casually for years and wanted a podcast to get a little bit more involved. Little did I know I'd find one of the best sports podcasts overall. Hosts Glenn Nate and Twill Nation bring nearly two hours of raunchy banter and uncensored opinion about rugby league. Opinion and analysis is frankly professional level. Thank you, sir. I mean, wow. And compared to, and compared to other league podcasts, leaves them all in the dust. If anything, the podcast has made me enjoy watching the NRL more and made a bigger fan than I was expecting. Tremendous review, one of my favourites ever, and especially from the USA too. I mean, it's great to uh, see people as well that have kind of like no connection to rugby league previously, like they're not an expat or something like that. Yep. And they just get involved for whatever you know reason. Like Hilgenfeld, exactly the same thing. Got involved for some reason, somewhere along the line, you know, became attached to rugby league, and you know, the rest is history. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it started here with Hilgenfeld. I reckon within two or three years, you know, I'll, I'll turn on my TV, I'll see you sitting on the couch with Oprah. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump on the couch. You know? Jump on I the couch. Glenn, I love Jump him. on the couch. 
natural progression. Speaking of Hilgenfell as well, he's cooking up something magical for our 200th episode in a couple of weeks too, just quietly. So more on that when it happens. And um, thank you very much for the reviews. Uh, best way, one of the best ways you can support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and giving us a review. It just keeps our ranking high, and it's amazing after this is our sixth season that we can still maintain the highest ranking in iTunes for rugby league podcasts week in week out. And it's just, and it's so heavily weighted to new subscriptions that it's ama- like the idea is that a show that has tons of listeners can't dominate just based on tons of listeners. They've got to get new subscriptions as well, and it gives the new shows a chance because you know inevitably they'll get a flood of new subscriptions because they're new but despite that fact we're still maintaining like you know a high ranking so um it's it's a testament to you guys it's a magnificent tipping david kingston retains his lead but he's blown fucking blown it over the last couple of weeks he had a four point lead i think at one point now it's back to one matthew bell in second place two points back we have mikas another point back we have ben diggity and mario siegs a point back we have chris blackwell and the return on 78 points of Manola Calvete. She's back in the top 10. Goodnight CJ, Toto TV, and Nigel B finish up on 78 points as well. So that's a spread of six points from first to 10th. Fantasy, the Wendells still in front and uh, stretching that lead now over Rick's, Rick Grimes, Bitch, One Trick Pony, Bobbers, Top China Dragons, Warhorse, The Pool Cues, Too Much Tuners, NZ underscore Magpie 54, and the Sea Eagle Assassin. So there's a little bit of movement down the end of the table there, but um, I think the top guys are pretty much going for it to the conclusion now. Pick the ladder comp. Last week we didn't have an update. I was still on top, though. I saw it, uh, the update yesterday. Unfortunately, I'm not on top anymore, though. Uh, Tall Hayden. Moves up two places to number one. Saluni Poz moves up eight places to number two. A shithead Listener moves up ten to position three. Devonhead drops to fourth. Um, we have uh, someone um, without Twitter. Will is in fifth. On a blood buzz. That's the guy who sent the, sh- the one in a row shirt to Malmeninga. Nice uh, he's remained in sixth. Uh, Liana is down one to seventh. Matt Matty T underscore seventy eight. He's moved the biggest mover of the week up 42 places to eighth, and I dropped eight, so I'm in ninth. And CJ07 dropped five points, five places to tenth. So it's weird. I, I figured that if Manly kept winning and the Dragons kept losing, because I think I picked the Dragons with the spoons, I figured if that kept happening and Manly going yeah. up, and, that I'd actually retain. But yeah, I've actually dropped the number of spaces. So someone's hit some exact placings That's through it. the week. You, you've probably stayed on roughly the same score other people have yeah. taken. Well, I, I fucking love this competition because like your score doesn't accumulate or anything. Yeah. It's like it just changes every week based on the way the ladder's I'd, picked I'd out. I'd be really interested to know mm-hmm. what teams these people support. Okay, I can pretty much tall, so, tall Hayden's Tigers. So that's weird. Like it's not because he put tigers up on yeah, the top. Yeah. So you know okay. I mean? So he's a genuine yeah. rugby league savant. Saluni so Poz, eels, shithead listener, eels, Devonhead dragons. Uh, not sure about the next guy on a blood buzz. Manly. Not sure about the next one. Not sure about the next one. Me, Manly, obviously, and CJ is uh, eels as well. So there's a few eels up there, which is maybe they were kind of not pessimistic, <laughs> but not overly optimistic in the sense that they were just like, oh yeah, we'll finish around about. The 13th <laughs> spot on well um now with the shop remember the run tmb shirt in limited supply it's going to arrive on friday so if you want to buy one before friday or if you've already bought one and want to get it hand delivered by me on sunday let me know quickly and uh, otherwise they're going to start mailing out on thursday friday whenever they arrive uh run dce shirts same deal 
if you've uh, ordered one, well, actually, if you've ordered one already, it's, it's on its way to you, so forget about that. But if you order one between now and Friday, I can certainly hand deliver it to you and uh, give you a code for free shipping as well. Same goes for the, the, the Tigers guys. Um, so, yeah, respecttheshooter.co. Get in there. Get around it. That's it. So... Thank you very much, Jared, for stepping in at reasonably short notice. Mate, it's been a, uh, a pleasure and honour. Um, you know, I'm, I am filling Glenn's hole in as best way <laughs> that I possibly can. Um, and it's a, it's a hole with a massive footprint, you'd say. Yeah, look, the, the, there's a, a rather large hole to fill. You're saying you, you, um, you, I mean, you could, you could say that you, you, you hope that yourself, you know... I hope that I can do it solo. Yep. Yep. Because I don't have anyone else with me. I am solo, um, and I hope that I can fill uh, the the gargantuan cavern. Um, left by the absence. Left by the absence of Glenn. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love you, my bald-headed brother. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much again, Jared, stepping in. Sure, Neo, like less than a week's notice. I've done a wonderful job. Um holding down the fort and uh, you know I'd love to throw you some stuff but you've got everything and successfully didn't turn it into uh, this week in offending everybody and this week in Panthers cheerleaders or this week in ah oh, yeah look this week in Panthers cheerleaders I don't need to do that quite obviously every most, week is there <laughs> most talented group of individuals in the NRL players coaches media staff and, and, and looking and looking at the ticker going over, I mean, this is well and truly. Sm- I'm pretty sure we've smashed the longest rec- episode this season by about 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. So there you go. You got that as well. <laughs> Feather in your cap. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> See you next week. Thank you, sir. This week in league, uh, the Melbourne Storm's premiership hopes would still be unbroken if Nathan Friend didn't tuck his head, said Cameron Smith, probably. We preview the first annual Glenn Blakely Fairweather Cup clash. Queensland police say ICE is involved in... Bri- in bro- <laughs> 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 <laughs>